2: I can
1: take you through it step by step, explaining why your story stinks. But I won't insult your intelligence.
2: There ain't no goddamn taste. Ain't no goddamn motion picture. Why are you still in character?
4: I am a star.
1: I'm a star, I'm a star, I'm a star. All right, we are now recording yeah. as you pump yourself full of carbonated beverage to further burp up chowder, which you've been doing for the past <laughs>
4: <laughs> I literally... This man This
1: man asked me, do I know what chowder is? <laughs> and then when I said yes, acted like I... It was, oh yes, you, you are privy to the ancient Gaelic secrets of what chowder is. Like, motherfucker, I've been to the soup aisle. Yeah, you know... You know the, the ancient Irish art of progresso?
4: Yeah, it's an Irish name.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Their whole name is Progress O'Malley. <coughs> <coughs> Man, Progresso Mallee. Progresso does sound like a Tammany Hall character. That's right? not, yeah, that sounds that sounds like, like a like a like a tertiary character in Gangs of New York. It, so, it sounds like the title of like someone who literally gets killed with a pitchfork. Exactly. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Days in New York is so cool. It's I I I know that it is like just based on the fact that it is about like like white
1: racism. I don't I don't mean like white people. Well, I do mean white people being racist, but like white people being Intra. other white people. Yeah. It is therefore your favorite movie. Oh, absolutely, yeah. That's the only type of racism I'm cool with, is intra-white racism. Is, yeah. is whites being
4: mean to other whites?
1: But it's, also, it's also, like, barely a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, like, a series of, like, racial screeds, and, like, it is also features one... This is Because this is a movie I, again, rewatched while sick and have only seen while, like, deeply ill, but, like, it's, like... That's got to be one of Leo's worst performances. He is just fucking, like, lost in that movie.
4: Yeah, it's odd. No, I was, I was legitimately considering, what's it called,
1: like, what his performance is like in that movie. Because Daniel Day is great. Because he's great. Yeah. He's great in every movie. You don't even need to say that. Daniel Day-Lewis right. is there. Therefore, he's great. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. What's it called? No, he's, he's I mean, like, he's literally, I mean, what, what do they call him? He's a method actor? That's what that is? yeah 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 I mean he's literally a man that has like literally almost killed himself
4: over and over again for his art and just produces insane stuff, whether the movie is good or not, he is good in it, and leo
1: like only makes a movie at this point like every five years, like he's constantly like retiring and then being like ah oh, p t a wants to make another one, okay, fine, I'll go back one more time um, exactly exactly and then and then does like I mean, how many Oscars does he have at this point? Uh, two or three. Yeah, yeah. It's I don't like, but I could be wrong. But I mean, he did make nine. Like that was the one time he like really just whiffed on picking a script. Like I like just I want to know why he wanted to do a musical. Like what's it called? I I I I I I like. I feel like I've seen a lot of his movies, and I guess it's just kind of like... At a ser- Look, at a certain point of being, like, a great actor, you're just going to be like... Um, <clears throat> what's it called? You're just going to be, like... Um, uh, like, like, I mean, like, why not? Like, I mean, why did Michael Jordan go and play baseball? Because his dad
4: was killed by the mafia. But besides that... You know what I mean? Right. A- oh, man. Man, corn chowder really... Goes down so good, comes back horribly. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: So I think that's our cue. Welcome to You're Gonna Hate It. Um, this is a film podcast where every week we each assign the other a movie that we want to talk about. That's really the whole thing. So this, is, this week, I want to talk about this movie. It used to be uh, we were trying to piss each other off, but and every once in a while, that's kind of the thing. But most of the time now, it's just like, I want to talk about this movie. <laughs>
4: And I want to bore you with the movie, I guess.
1: Yeah, we'll get to yours. Um, but uh, my name is Rob. My name's Rob. His name is Matt. I'm, I'm done in a while.
4: You haven't let me.
1: You do it every, once every, like, three episodes. Um, yeah. It's not a funny joke, but you've, you, and you, don't, you haven't even, you can't even really give you credit for committing to it. You just sometimes remember to make this bad joke. Uh, so At the end
4: of the day, I'm doing this for me. Uh,
1: all right. So, anyway, I guess we will jump right into it. Uh, this week, our first film, My Assignment for You, is. Whatever Happened to Baby Jane? That's it. Roll was that. Is that the, the name of the title? I was guessing. I couldn't remember. You got it right. Yeah. That's cool. the. Trailer. The trailer. Sister, 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 oh also fair.
2: Why is there blood all over your hair? Whatever happened to baby Jane? To seek the answer to that question, we will follow a man plotting a murder. Highly specialized work. But Robert Aldridge has considerable experience in such matters. He has a dozen successful pictures to his credit. His stars are Betty Davis and Joan Crawford. The scene an Italianate villa in a once fashionable section of Los Angeles. Its halls, once crowded with the bright, the beautiful, and the celebrated, now echo only to hectic whispers, the insistent call of a buzzer, better left unanswered. A telephone that has become an object of fear, a supper tray that will not be touched, a window barred against the world, a hammer, a mute scrawl, crying for help from these elements director aldrich has fashioned a motion picture with a curious title whatever happened to baby jane betty davis is jane hudson joan crawford is blanche hudson but we must warn you if you're long-standing fans of miss davis and miss crawford this motion picture is quite unlike anything they have ever done It is a bold essay in the art of the macabre. A venture to the ultimate reaches of terror. A motion picture definitely not for the squeamish. And we beg you, as the tension builds to the screaming point, as shock after shock assaults your senses, try to remember that this is only a motion picture. Try and remember. No, we uh, we can't show you anymore. Only when you see whatever happened to Baby Jane will you know, and the answer is total suspense. All right, welcome back. What? Corn chowder.
1: Right. So, welcome, welcome back from the trailer.
4: All right. See, you don't know what a chowder is. A chowder is just milk soup. In case you were wondering what it was. Matt, stop giving away
1: our Irish secrets. You know how many Irish presidents a there are? For a millennia. For the, millennia. The, the Emerald Isle has closely guarded her secrets of milk soup. You can't let the Gentiles know about it. And by Gentiles, in this case, I mean the non-Irish. <laughs> I'm, like, I, I'm not even kidding. You should start referring to non-Irish people as Gentiles. That would be the funniest I, thing. I do, like, I do like how Mormons took that. And we're just like, nope, we're going to we meet everyone else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, it's the – Mormons are, honestly, I used to like really kind of like not like them, but in like an edgelord kind of like, oh, magic underwear way, now I love them. They're so fun. They're the funniest people in the world. Oh, right. We're getting <laughs> into some weird places now.
4: know they're, first off, they're nope, all Matt, Matt, no, Matt, Matt. So
1: nice. All right. We're muting him for a second. Um, so yeah. Whatever happened to baby Jane from 1962, which is a uh, film. Okay, Matt, I'm going to, I'm going to unmute you now. Um, but we're, we're done with that line of inquiry.
4: All right. I'm going to make my, um, I, I, I yelled about how Mormons love anal, and then I remember.
1: All right, we're muting him again, because he clearly hasn't gotten out of the system. He still thinks he's, like, I don't know why he thinks, like, oh, it'll be, it'll still be funny if I explain what I was doing. It's, all right, so, yes, from a uh, film from 1962, directed by Robert Aldrich, He's pointing a finger at me right now, threateningly. Matt, not Richard Aldrich, who's probably dead. I'm going to assume he's dead. Um, but I'm uh, not going to look it up. Let's, he would be like 100 and something years old if he was still alive. Um, but Matt, okay.
4: Matt, can I trust you to behave now? You're going to behave? Okay. The point is, is that I was... Oh, okay, muting him again. Um, all right. So... <clears throat> Oh, so where do I want to begin with this movie? Because now I can just kind
1: of do whatever I want. Um anyway, okay. You
4: know, yeah, I just, I
1: realized I was yelling it at my parents' house, is all I was gonna say. And that's why I started my thing. Okay. Yeah, that's yeah, pretty annoying.
4: Um I'm a great man. Um this is by Richard Aldridge. Yeah. Famous, famous for
1: um uh um uh directing The Lion King in nineteen ninety-four is his last movie. Finally won the Oscar. Uh, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane is a story of two women. I mean, no, hold okay, hold on. I do want to talk a little bit. Of, well, no, I just wanted to correct. It's a prequel to Golden Girls. <laughs> is, is your premise that the Golden Girls are like... Because if the Golden Girls were the women from this movie, by the time they were filming the Golden Girls, they would be like 120 years old. That's how old they were in Golden Girls. You see them women? They're so old. Okay. Well, Richard Richard Aldrich. Just to correct you, real briefly, is not it, it like you know he's not <coughs> he's not a huge name, but is a director of like you know, he, he's made some movies. He made uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane. He, made, he yes, correct. Uh, but like some oh, other baby. notable some other notable ones are like uh, the Dirty Dozen. Oh, really? Yeah. And, okay, I, I've actually seen that one. That's the one in World War II, right? <laughs> it is said in World War Two. Yes. Yeah, what was the point of that? Wait, it's like, okay, we have this really top-secret mission, so let's send a bunch of criminals to do it? Yeah, it's, it's a funky premise, but it's... I remember it, watching it as a kid and being like, wait, don't they have, like, soldiers? Isn't this the army? They, I, they managed to, like, explain it well enough within <laughs> the, of the movie that it makes some sense. But then the whole point of it's like, well,
4: we're doing this off the books, and if you die, who cares?
1: I think that was real, really the, uh, the selling point, is just we, we were going to execute these people anyway. Let's send them on a suicide mission. Yeah. Uh,
4: yeah. It would have been really funny if what had happened was they'd all just <laughs> become Nazis. Okay. All right. Yeah. That would not have been... Oh, my God. That would have been fun. Oh, my God. You don't know comedy.
1: muting him again. Um, just for a second. This is fun. Um,
4: <laughs> but... Uh, it's a, honestly the best bit on this podcast. Yep, it
1: is a good bit. See, yeah, that's pretty funny. It's and I'm enjoying it. Um,
4: uh, <laughs> We're silly today.
1: Yeah, yeah, we are. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, so you so you, you've got that movie, which is again about it's a World War Two movie, but the heroes are all like deserters and rapists.
4: Yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: You've got like Kiss Me Deadly, which isn't like a super well known movie among like, but uh, it is among like, you know, people who are, it's a noir, and it's like, among people who are into noir, it's famous for being like the most acidic noir. Or, like, what does
4: acidic or, mean in that context?
1: Just like bitter and cynical. Um,
4: oh, okay. What which is, acidic means bitter. <clears throat>
1: Which I mean is saying something within a fairly bitter and cynical genre. Um, pretty acidic. I am pretty acidic. Yeah. So I'm I pretty like. Pretty basic. It. What? I'm basic. You are basic. Um, I'm alkaline as AF, fam. But I but just a chemistry joke for all my chemistry heads out there. There you go. And I just I just mentioned I just mentioned that because those are like those are like those are three pretty different movies, but like those two movies and this movie are all again sort of unified by their like acidity like this is this is a pretty acid movie too
4: this is yeah Yeah. does it doesn't have a lot of faith in the human condition
1: no no this is a this is a pretty bitter movie that is like also kind of constantly teetering right on the edge of camp Uh, um and i think like at times
0: (laughs) you think really kind of i mean i
1: i see where you're coming from but are you being sarcastic right now yeah,
4: no, I'm not actually. Wait, because I just assumed that this movie was so old that it was the first to do it.
1: Uh, what do you think camp means? Like cheesy? <laughs> so Is that it, what it means? Not really. So it means like artifice or theatricality, like played up to the point of ridiculousness. Oh, okay. But like knowingly. It has to do with camp. There's nothing. I've been to camp. That's different meaning of the term
4: yeah what's it called like, <clears throat> no anti-semitic jokes anyone right about me going to camp everyone calm down i think you were the only one who went there but okay no i just want i preempted it that's
1: what, <laughs> I, did. That's what I do what's it called? i know your girlfriend would love to make one of those i'm like like See, that's, that's not a joke that's going to play well for an audience, Matt. Everyone's just going to think I have an anti-Semitic girlfriend now. <laughs> and, and not that you have, like, bullied my... I, we're not going to get into it. But um, where was I
4: going? It is a nightmare to be friends with me. Uh, we're talking about how campy... No,
1: our, our, our friendship is very whatever happened to Baby Jane-esque.
4: You know? It is. It is. And I'm Blanche. No, I'm Elvira. <laughs> You're Blanche. We're trying to take care of you.
1: So just just to to get into the plot a little bit. So the movie is about two sisters who, uh, Blanche and Jane, who are played. <laughs> so, I'm just thinking about just I had a teacher when I was in high school whose name was Prudence, and just what I for think about about once a year I have a good thought about. Like some dude, and she was like married with kids. And so some dude at some point, because I figure dudes have always just basically been the same. of just someone just being like, man, you know, I think I'm going to ask Prudence out. And, someone, and, some, and some other dude going like, oh man, Prudence. Prudence is pretty hot. You know what I mean? And just
4: how funny an image that is of two men talking about how. All
1: right, I'm muting him again. That, oh, it's really upsetting him this time. I'm, so, I'm sorry that I cut off your, your, your train of completely nonsensical bullshit thought. Like, I get what you're saying. It's fine. Like, I understand. I think everyone understands, Matt. In fact, the fact that everyone understands is what makes it difficult to listen to. Because it's such an unoriginal thought and so off topic that, it, that we just need to move on.
4: Blanche is a funny name.
1: There you go. You could have summed it up just like that. That's fine. We right. all know, Matt. We all agree. Even the Blanches. Yeah. We have thousands of Blanche listeners.
4: Point is, Blanche.
1: Okay, so,
4: yes, I guess. Oh, my God, sorry. Corn chowder. I can't <laughs> say it enough.
1: Okay, we're just, I, I don't even want to be using the mute function this much. It's not funny at this point. You're just, you're just distractible. You're the one muting.
4: You're the one muting. I'm muting.
1: So, anyway. You're making me do it, Matt. Yeah, okay. I don't want to hurt you like this. <laughs> Baby, why do you make... <laughs> okay, I got to stop. <laughs> <laughs> we are so silly on this spot. We are Blanche and Jane.
4: We are. We are really...
1: No, no, no. You, don't... you want to know who we are in this movie, honestly? You know who we are in this movie? Who are we in this movie? So you know when they're watching... Um, Jane's like movie, and there's the guy like smoking cigarettes. He's like, I
4: know it's eleven. That guy, right? That's you. And then the guy next to him watching this piece of shit movie goes like, What you don't? What you don't like it? That's me. All right. That is that is our that is our cameo in this movie. All right. So,
1: so again, to to try and start to get into it. So the basic setup of the movie is there are these two sisters. Uh, Blanche and Jane, yeah, uh, played uh, respectively uh, by Joan Crawford, who's Blanche, at least as adults, which is again, the bulk of the movie, and Betty Davis as Jane. Um, Was she on Golden Girls? I'm not joking. <laughs> no, neither of them were on Golden Girls, Matt. Okay. Again, they would have been a thousand years old. Yeah, no, that was why I was so shocked. I was like, crazy how old they look in 1962
4: to then be on Golden Girls. I thought at least one of them was.
1: Do you just think that all old women of f- throughout, throughout history have all somehow made a, an appearance in
4: Golden Girls? I mean, the show ran for a while, didn't it? <laughs> all right, so. <laughs> these are two actresses who
1: had their heyday in the, the 1930s, Matt.
0: God, God damn, they're so yeah.
3: old.
1: Yeah, they had to, I think at least uh, they had to like transition to talkies. (laughs) At least Crawford did. Like, she wasn't like big in the silent era, but she was like acting. Um, It's so funny how many, how many like, how many like well renowned like actors and actresses just the moment they had to actually record their voices, everyone was like, oh no.
4: How many of them just were like, were like, "Well, I talk like this," and then everyone was just like, "Nope,
1: nope." Yeah, so so uh, Joan Crawford, who was someone who had like was married like know, a bunch of times, but her first—they
4: all were, yeah.
1: Her first marriage was to Douglas Fairbanks Jr. Um, I actually know that
4: name. How do I know that? Name? Oh, because Douglas in Alaska.
1: Douglas Fairbanks Sr. was like her father-in-law was like one of the biggest stars of the the silent era was big in like swash type movies you know played you know like guys with swords um I didn't catch your joke and we're moving on but her uh Douglas Fairbanks Sr.'s um wife Mary Pickford uh, Mm -hmm. was was yeah was was like the biggest female star of the silent era maybe just the biggest star period and then, like, but was, like, known for playing sort of, like, doe-eyed innocence.
4: Yeah. Um, I actually know who she is.
1: Yeah, she was, she was legitimately huge in the 1920s. Um, yeah. But, like, the moment Talkies came along, she made, like, two pictures and then was out. Because, yeah. again, her type was, like, the innocent. And as soon as everyone realized, she, she, she'd talk like this. Exactly. I don't, I don't remember if it was exactly like that, but, like, she did not sound like an innocent. And oh. it, was, it was done for her yeah yeah it's so yeah just that just like regional accents too like just all this stuff like how much how much everyone was just like oh no like there's a whole what's it called there's a whole
4: uh what's it called there's a what is it uh, a song um about mary Provost. yeah the, the lady who's doll <laughs> so but yeah. anyway so you not know that song we're moving on
1: um, Can we put it in? spice it in Anyway, moving on. So, so these are two women, these are two
4: women. Matt, I'm telling you. It's, it's not your part. Oh, it's not, that's right. <laughs> I forgot what we were doing.
1: <laughs> it's, that is evident. You, you remember the song with the lady getting eaten by a dog? Can we splice that in? What are we doing again? <laughs> Let me tell you my thoughts on Mormons and anal sex.
4: It's not my thoughts. It's it's science.
1: Okay, shut the fuck up. Okay, so what was I talking about? Let's talk about Joan Crawford. Yeah, yeah. Who legitimately like like someone at some point should make a biopic of Joan Crawford because she like le- legitimately has like a fascinating life story.
4: Like, is it biopic?
1: Yeah, biographical picture. It's not biopic. It's not. Is it actually not? It's not pronounced like biopsy.
4: I've always said biopic.
1: Yeah, I, that's a common mistake. It's one that I actually made for a time too. But it's short for biographical picture. Stop looking at your phone. Um,
4: they do be doing that. Sorry, uh, no. What's about? Uh, uh, no, no. I'm gonna look up Joan Crawford.
1: Okay. Well, she, I mean, she like grew up in extreme poverty. Um, was you know like abused badly as a child we don't really need to get that into that because it's way too heavy for our little our little podcast but like like you know ran off to join the pictures and was like originally signed as what they called an oh god oh god
4: no 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 no, because she's like
1: this is like this is how fucking old-timey and like impoverished we're talking here her birthday is march 23rd 19 question mark yeah 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 exactly Like literally,
4: it is uncertain how old she was.
1: She also one of my favorite little little details of her life story is that her birth name was Lucille Lassur. Yeah. They, they had to deglamorize her name because it sounded too much like a phony actress name. Exactly. No, we're gonna yeah. go with Joan Crawford.
4: Yeah, no. that's so funny. Oh my god, she's so fire though.
1: Yeah. Not in this. Not in this movie, but 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 yeah. she.
4: I I don't know, but we're
1: not... We, that's not the point, but... an that's your type, who knows? I don't <laughs> Just, I guess, she was originally signed by, by MGM as an option girl, which basically just meant a, a hot person they were going to keep on contract and maybe give extra work sometime, but yeah. mostly they were going to... They were there to be, like, a sort of... It was basically their job to be, like, a date for someone. You know, it was, like... Like, that's such a the, good job, though. It's like almost prostitution. Um, yeah, but th- that's a perfect... The perfect job
4: isn't <laughs> prostitution. It's almost prostitution. That's I, a job.
1: Yeah, I, I don't... I, so I will say, I don't think Joan Crawford thought of it as a perfect job. I would have loved it. congrats Matt. if i could just be someone's arm candy and they paid me for that i would fucking do that in a heartbeat
4: i'm describing being an escort aren't i yes you are yeah yeah at least what they're supposed to be i guess no yeah oh uh, we i don't i don't have time
1: to get into your Like there's a lot I want to unpack in terms of what you think an escort is, but we don't have time. This is not the, this is not the medium. Um,
4: Yeah. There's someone you can hire to come over to your room.
1: Anyways, (laughs) she basically like, she was, you know, she, she was, she got this like shitty job because she was hot, but like, everyone was like, you know, the expectation was she is too low class to be an actor. So, Mm -hmm. you know, we'll just give her this short-term contract where we can pimp her out to, you know executives who need someone to be pimped out to them. And then you know
4: NYU, she's no one's niece. Can't be a can't be a movie star.
1: Anyway, but like fights her way up to like actually become like one of the, the biggest stars of the era. Like um is you know both like a sex symbol and like legitimate star but also like a you know like a real actor Whose like career continues like well into like the, the portion of you know like, into her middle age you know when normally like sex symbol type type actresses tend to get sort of put out to the floor. get out of here yeah
4: get out of here yeah exactly yeah
1: but like was someone who like successfully played like self sufficient even like glamorized women like despite being for the first part of her career like you know at least she was someone who could be written off as a face you know yeah. she wasn't but like you could look at her and just be like oh she's hot you know that's probably all she can do
3: yeah.
1: uh, but like consistently prove people wrong there um yeah. like was not actually was not actually like it's one of those things where like i always i i had that kind of weird kind of like chauvin I, it's not even chauvinism uh but it's like i don't know where it is where like i i kind of i try not to but there's a part of me that kind of
4: like i'm kind of like like the idea of like art's uh, r- various artistic kind of jobs as like a trade craft almost I'm kind of like oh,
3: okay,
1: but like I th- but like like fuck me, I'm an idiot because like there is like a certain moment where like, yeah, like you can just be a I mean, really just like, like Daniel Day Lewis is like someone that's just like he's fucking whatever an actor is, he's really fucking good at it, you know yeah. what I mean, and yeah, yeah, and, and what you're saying is yeah, Joan Crawford was one of those people that it's like, yeah, she was just an incredibly talented actress who happened to be a
4: Ten out of ten smoke show dime piece. You know what I mean, right? Despite despite not knowing how old she was, it's, it's like, it's not, that's so crazy. That's like, that's I, I don't, I'm,
1: I don't know if that's because she didn't know or if because she just fudged it a lot. Yeah, it could go. Also, also a crazy thing that uh, also a crazy.
4: I've never understood that why you're not supposed to ask for a woman her age. Never understood that. I don't do it. All same. right. Well, you're not supposed to ask a woman if she's pregnant.
1: Moving on. And then, so the other half, you have Betty Davis, who, again, was like a, a big star in, during like the same period, um, like the golden age of Hollywood, like pre-war, like 30s, early sound era Hollywood. But yeah. with, her reputation was more of like a capital A actor. Like she wasn't, you know, her deal was that like um, – you know, she wasn't a sex symbol. Like, Betty Grable's a good-looking woman, but, like, doesn't... Betty Grable? Should I just say Betty Grable?
4: Yeah.
1: Betty Davis. Different Davis. Betty. Different Betty, sorry.
4: Insane that that's Betty. It's, are you sure it's not Betty?
1: Yes, I'm sure it's Betty.
4: <laughs> also, insane because her name is Ruth. Oh, no, Elizabeth is her middle name. Okay, fine. Enough.
1: Yeah. But,
4: you right. know, we know what year she was born. It's 1908. 19- yeah.
1: But, yeah, she was, she was more of, like, a, you know, um, like, her thing was that, like, she didn't, again, she's, she's an, an attractive woman, but doesn't, like, look like a, she doesn't look like Joan Crawford, you know? She's um, and different,
4: different kind of attractive, like.
1: Yeah, she, does, she doesn't look like a movie star. She looks like an actor. Uh, yeah,
4: yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 yes. Like, we were talking about, like, Tom Cruise is, like, a movie star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but
1: and, and like, was someone who would like almost like consciously like deglamorize themselves for roles sometimes, um, which is something that she really does in this movie. Um, her makeup in this is wild. Yeah, uh, it is, and she really lets. She's a New
4: Englander, mm-hmm. and she really lets that accent out in this.
1: Yes, yeah. and I mean that's kind of like she is like you can see in this movie she's doing some capital A acting. Um, Oh, she is. Um, she is eating the whole fucking ham sandwich. Um, She
4: fucking is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I think. Like I think on the whole, like this is a movie that often gets like written off as camp. Which again, I think it it straddles the line. I think for the most part, it is actually a fairly straightforward and like almost like psychologically realistic film. But like, you can you can like. Betty Davis's performance is like where the, like the movies really comes closest to camp. I think it is a good performance, but it is a big performance. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. It's performance. Yeah. No, no, it, it, was, it was, I had the same feeling that I had when I watched, um, I, I've talked about before in this podcast, but like when I watched the French connection where I was just kind of like,
4: they're doing all the, like the cliche shit. And then I had the moment where I was like,
1: Oh, this is where it all comes from. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I have a lot of thoughts about her performance, but 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 should we just kind of knock through the plot real quick? Let's do just the quick setup. So the movie starts in like 1917,
4: <laughs> um, where uh, Jane. Sorry. Where 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 1917? Where, where
1: where where? As you can tell by this scene, America was just dying for TV to be invented. <laughs> yeah. So it's set on the. Like, the, the, scene, the scene that we see is, uh, so basically, Jane, as a child, is like a vaudeville star on, uh, you know, she's a vaudeville star. She's like, I don't know, seven years old or something. Yeah. And she's got this very, very, like, very hokey, like, daddy's little girl act that's like, again, because TV doesn't exist and, like, there's nothing to do but, like, either go to the vaudeville or die of typhus. Exactly, yeah, yeah. And yeah. from- we not even in World War I for you to die there, you know what I mean? No, you gotta wait a. You gotta wait a few months, buddy. Um, yeah. But uh, but like, just Baby Jane is the biggest little star on the on the vaudeville circuit, and yeah, and you know, just a little girl singing songs.
4: Yeah, and, that, that's what I was. To a to a I'm sorry to a packed theater.
1: All I can keep thinking of is how many people how many people like work their ass off in like I don't know the 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 child labor
4: factory right just to
1: purchase a ticket so they can see some fucking
4: they can basically see a thing that parents
1: force themselves to go to for the for basically a piano recital. You know what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. Like, I'm like, one day I'm going to have to do this for my kids, not
4: because I want to, but because I love them. You know what I mean? And people are just like, oh boy, I hope I didn't miss the show. Just, God, I I don't know what I would have, I would have been in an asylum if TV hadn't been invented. I don't know.
1: But yeah, but because it hasn't been, she is the hottest shit in town. Um, And uh, on stage is, you know, this, very sweet and adorable little munchkin. Like offstage, she is just like the prototypical like child actor, just monster. Yep. Did you, your your vape ran out? I'm sorry.
4: No, it didn't run out. I'm good, baby. Yeah, I know. Real Macaulay Culkin situation. I will find
1: you. Anyway, uh is that is that his rep? Was he supposedly a terror officer? I have no idea. No, no, I think he was totally fine. I think I, I I actually think he was very good friends with some people
4: that I don't think he should have been friends with. So who knows? Yeah, that's I, I
1: mean that's that's well known. But like yeah. that's that's not what's happening here. This isn't a Michael Jackson situation. This is just a this kid has been spoiled to shit situation.
4: Haley Joel Osment situation. No, I'm kidding. No, Haley, Haley. I mean literally the just. I I'm sorry. I feel even bad making that joke. He's a he's a treasure, but no, a, a, a real I don't know. I I don't know who's because even if it's a shitty kid, it's a kid. Like sometimes
1: kids are just kind of shitty, but like they're fine. Yes, but this is a deeply shitty kid. Baby Jane sucks ass. It is like a campy shitty kid. I used it right. Kind, of. <laughs> kind of. But I, I said I used it right. If, uh, So she's famous. Her sister Blanche is like clearly like, just off to the side. Like every time she says anything, her father was like, "Shut up, baby Jane makes the money. Just do what she wants," you know.
4: Classic anti brunette. uh, What's it called? Sentiment, and you and I both suffer from.
1: But cut like, uh, like I think it's like eighteen years into the future. Yeah. Yeah. Her mom insanely telegraphs the fact that Blanche is going to be way more successful than Jane at some point. Yeah, because I think the mom recognizes, like, you know, Jane's having her moment in the sun, but she's learning absolutely no life lessons. She is, yeah. she, again, she's just, she's, she's, she's just, she's a rotten one. Like, there's nothing she, to be wrong. She's me. She's me. Just a completely, a complete, just, just going to enter adulthood and just being like, I don't know what I'm doing. What, what do you mean I'm legally responsible for stuff? But it's not even that. Like, it's like, I, I, I'm going to forever expect everyone to do exactly what I want at all times. Like, I mean, that is, that's, Matt, I, I will say this. You're, you're, you're not baby Jane.
4: Here. I'm not, no, I'm not. Well, I had to learn how to not be baby Jane because
1: I I was like, I'm baby Jane. And then all of, all of society collectively, seemingly, in,
4: in this course of not even a full calendar year, said to me, you are not baby Jane. And I was like, oh, okay, got it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think everyone as a child is kind of a baby Jane. Because yeah. as we discussed on our AI episode, like all children are kind of sociopaths.
4: Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. oh yeah,
1: it's, yeah. It's this is this is a scenario where all of her sociopathic tendencies are being encouraged, and like she's just as like just is gonna just it's gonna be bad when she hits adulthood. I remember when I was a kid. I one time just we were just I was just with my parents and we were just walking around and just pointed at a, at a fat person and just went, that person's so fat, <laughs> just, and just kept saying my parents kept trying to stress me. I'm like, but why are they so fat? And, I just get, and the person just, and then I was like, that's funny, and then
4: literally that happened with Audrey. I was like, no, don't do no, no, no. Yep. Kids, kids are monsters. What? But anyway, so, and alphas. So, so that's, that's our
1: first scene, and we cut forward like 18 years into the future to 1935, and the action has shifted to Hollywood, wherein Blanche is now a major star, and, uh, Jane is also a working actress, but only because, but she's also a drunk who is not very good at her job, and is only getting work because Blanche, it's in Blanche's contract that for every studio, or for every picture she makes, they have to toss one to Jane too.
4: An unskilled drunk who's
1: only getting work based off of nepotism? Well, I've never heard of that before. See, that part is very you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that is you. Yeah. Um, Yep, all of life conspiring to make me successful,
4: regardless. Anyway,
1: yes, and so, and so, and then uh, I I definitely cannot relate to someone who, despite (laughs) having it pretty good, is just so resentful they will go to some pretty extreme places. Or no, yeah, 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 yeah.
4: you can't relate to that at all.
1: No, no, it doesn't sound like me. But we'll get into that. That's that's kind of a twist. But so, so what we see then after just sort of briefly establishing that. The uh, their uh, Jane and Blanche's positions have sort of flipped. Totally,
4: totally flipped. Um, uh, is is we first off what we see is
1: just that uh, cars in the 30s were the most complicated goddamn thing in the world.
4: Uh, just to be just so, so so there's a scene where 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 someone gets out of the car. Uh, <laughs> we need we need
1: to we need to set the scene up a little bit better. So
4: I think we set it up anyway. Continue
1: there's there's an act. so jane and blanche are returning to their shared home you know this this night this nice mansion that blanche has purchased with her you know her earnings as a you know an a lister and there's you know sort of this this scene where we see sort of we don't see who is who basically but we see a figure get out of the car to open the gate and the other f- figure sort of start the car and run the person down or attempt to and that's what i'm talking about where like we're like the 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 sheer amount of stuff that that whoever was operating the vehicle had to do to make the vehicle go forward really doesn't make the vehicle seem worth it you know what i mean at that point just get a horse like i don't know yeah and there's also like right before that there's a moment where one of the guys is like wow what a cool car yeah <laughs> they're very impressed by the, like how advanced the car is and they're doing, like we're going to pull like there's like a a clutch that you have to turn with like your hand yeah, that's, that's some wild stuff. Yeah, no, it's just a piece of heavy machinery, which is really all a car is. But it's gotten to a point now where we've kind of been able to like I just did that. Yeah. Then
4: it's just like like you you basically have to get like a well I was gonna say like a forklift operator's license, but they we literally do license people to have cars, so that's fair. But, <laughs> you know. Okay, fine. Okay, fine. I'm an idiot. So anyway, so
1: so what we that's that's all prologue. And then we cut to the what, the present day or, you know, the present day in 1962 where they're both, you know, Blanche and Jane are now old women who are still living together in this mansion. But Jane is now wheelchair bound. You know, this accident has ended her career. Um, she, she did, <laughs> which I just thought, which like I got, but at the same time it was just kind of like, I was just kind of like, I just kind of thought, there's a part of me that thought it was kind of funny that they were just like. Well, you're in a wheelchair now, you can't be an actress, which like I get, but at the same time it's also kinda of funny to me that they were just like, Yeah, no, that's it. You can't walk, can't act. Everyone said you know, the sixties were like this period is not big on like disability rights.
4: Yeah, exactly.
1: There's like there's this uh this scene in Mad Men where this guy gets like his like his, some of his toes cut off, like in like a like a weird tractor accident. It's 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 a, there's a very yeah. complicated setup involving a drunk secretary riding a John Gere tractor around an office party. That, but anyways, just this guy gets like some toes cut off. Like he'll probably have to walk with a cane. But like, well, yeah, well, workable. And we'll be like, ah, oh, too bad. Guess that guy's not gonna have a career in advertising anymore. <laughs> Wait, he can he works at a desk, man. Yeah, he's literally sitting down. He's fine. Yeah. I mean, yep. Yeah, no, nah, that's uh, well. I mean, you could tell that from this movie because she's wheelchair bound, and they have her on the top floor. Yeah, with stairs. With no stairs. ramp. No elevator. Insane. I was just thinking that I was just like, put her on the bottom, man. What do you like? I've been in places. I've known people in wheelchairs, and you know what? They live on the bottom floor. That's what they do. Yeah, but the whole setup of this movie is that. You know, so the the assumption uh, we don't we don't know any of the facts of this accident because again, like which figure is which has been obscured. Yeah. The you, assume, you assume it was um, um, Baby Jane, Jane in sort of a fit of jealous rage, trying to run down Blanche. Yeah. And the whole like the whole movie proceeds from that assumption where even even Jane seems to assume this is what happened, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the, now, now Jane was never prosecuted or gotten in any trouble for it. And everyone assumes that what happened was, was that Blanche covered it up for her sister. Yes. And used her power at the uh, studio to like make
4: it all go away.
1: Yeah. And, and Jane makes it clear that like, she, uh, she was basically in a, like a multi-day blackout and like has no idea what happened, but like some yeah. police came to get her. At one point and she just kind of believed whatever they said but has also yeah. worked real hard to like suppress the knowledge of what she thinks she did yeah exactly yeah 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 well be, yeah because she can because the truth is she can see herself doing it
4: yeah 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 yeah, yeah. which is why really you're baby jane <laughs> yeah and so so
1: really the rest of the movie is is just sort of there, like Psycho Biddy war with each other where Biddy? Biddy, you know, crazy
4: old lady. Oh, sorry. I thought Biddy like big old titties. Okay, calm down I was like, I, was like, I didn't see that, but
1: I believe you. Who yeah. knows? Check out Susan's random, folks. It's shocking out of nowhere.
4: You don't think of it, but yeah. Just saying. It. I'm just saying it's true. It's an obvious fact, not misogynistic. It's just a statement fact, folks. I actually don't care about your feelings. Anyway, no, but yeah, yeah, yeah. But so basically, yeah, that's the thing. So it sounds like we did a lot of setup for just the very beginning of the movie, but really the rest of the movie is just two women going insane at each other.
1: Right, and you, I mean, it is like, it's kind of like uh, this is this is going to sound kind of um, derogatory, and I don't really mean it that way, but it just sort it plays out as sort of like cheapo Hitchcock almost. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, where you have, like, where you have, like, one, I don't think I'm going to use this right, but, like, a Ann, I guess, who's just, like, in, like, Blanche, who's just, like, who's just, like, 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 like an actress that actually enjoys getting fan mail, and it's just, like, they're always so kind, and it's just, like, a, a like, lawful, good, um, coded character, basically. Yeah, Jane seems like the obvious, um, like.
4: Chaotic evil.
1: Or, uh, sorry, uh, Blanche, see, it, it, I, I keep getting tripped up because it's, because there's a Joan actor and a Jane character, and I keep wanting to be like, Joan. And a Betty and a Blanche. Yeah, but no, no. Uh, Blanche feels like the obvious, like, point of, like, op- like audience sympathy. Yeah. Like, you know, she is, she's like, she's, you know, she not only is she, like, wheelchair-bound, she presents as much more stable and kind and like. And like has this insane sister that she just like, that like for all intents and purposes should have like fucking hated in like the moment they both became adults and like, fuck you, kick rocks, and then wasn't, you know what I mean? And seemed to like, cause the whole reason why Jane had a movie career at all was because Blanche said, I'll do movies for your studio, but for every one I do, Jane gets one as well. I said that you weren't listening. I was listening. I'm always listening, baby. Everyone thinks I'm a bad listener, but the truth is, I listen to everything. I just don't care. What's it about? Yeah, it does. Like the and, and the movie plays out as Jane like finding increasingly like baroque ways to torture. Um, That's a good word for it. That's a good word for it because it isn't like because it isn't like things like you think of. Like it's just it's like like some of them are, but some of them are just like. Yeah, I, I served you a rat for dinner fucking deal with it yeah. not just i served your rat for dinner i found a rat i found it i went out of my way to find a dead rat and then prepared an entire dinner just so i could put the rat in the dinner on like, on, like the silver plate with the little like serving hood yeah. thing? i don't what do you yeah. about the thing where if you've got like a family oh. meal you like put a put a thing over it so that you can take it off and present oh. it Man, fuck. I actually don't I keep wanting to say serving trade, but that's not it. That's the thing that you literally serve it on. Like, folks, this is like a Versailles
4: of lunacy, basically. <laughs> yes. It's 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 that's the other thing I was thinking was just like, is this what dinner was like in like the sixties?
1: I mean, if you're if you were a uh, like a like a rich actor, like yeah. they they don't have servants, they have a maid, but they don't really have like live-in help but they have they the way they present their per, present their meals feels like the kind of thing that someone who had live-in help would would yeah eat. like yeah. It's, they, have, they have a maid who is black and let me tell you something the moment i saw a black maid in a movie from 1962 i immediately clutched my pearls because i was like oh no but then there's no there's no racial stuff in this so you're fine but like. i will say actually part of that is the actual uh actor who played the maid um Mady norman Um, like actually rewrote most of her dialogue because the character was originally much more stereotypical.
3: Okay. And she was
1: like, but she was someone who is big on like, she was actually someone um, she like started one of, I think the first class at like UC, it was either USC or UCLA on like African-American cinema. Like she was someone who like, you know, was because most of the roles that were available to black actresses at this time were like, Maids and such, but like she really okay. What are you laughing at?
4: Because when you started saying UC, I thought you were about to say UCB,
1: okay. Anyway, um,
4: I was say she started UCB, I, and I was like, I get, what?
1: I get it, Matt. Okay, so she, but but yeah, but so she started, yeah, yeah, because it was all just like so she,
4: like she, of the south basically,
1: yes, and she, she was, she put, she like, she pushed against that a lot, she, you know, she was sick of work uh, I totally um
4: it was like, I don't talk like that, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. and then they were like, Oh, you don't, <laughs> cool that they let her rewrite all that shit,
1: yeah, yeah, um, so credit, credit to her, uh matey Norman, uh, yep. but um but yeah, so I mean they're so just the way that like. Blanche's tort or uh, Joan. Jane- Fuck, Jane. Oh, yeah, it is tough. Um, it's the way like- that Jane tortures
4: Blanche is like.
1: So, like, again, parts of it do like really verge on camp. Like the here's your rat for dinner.
4: Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, we have rats in the
1: basement. Right? Yeah, yeah, like that. That is like super campy. But then there's there's a lot of it that again does play as more like Hitchcockian, like um, just finding these like. Uh, like, she, like, at one point, she, to make sure that, um, uh, because basically her whole scheme is to just, like, um, sort of starve Blanche to death, so that she can, like, take control of the estate. Um, And so, like, and so as this is going on, like, obviously Blanche is trying to, like, call for help. So she just, like, you know, when she has to go out, like, go out to the bank, she, like, leaves the phone off the hook. So there, there, like, there's like more than one scene of like, uh, Blanche at like the top of this grand like Victorian staircase, looking down just at the the phone on the, on like its little stand, down at the bottom of the stairs, and just like those shots that like, it's just of an like a character looking at an object, but it's imbued with so much tension because you, like you just you recognize the stakes of it and like the difficulty in achieving what the character needs. Like that is like pure Hitchcock. Just like that, that kind of like suspense. So yeah. it, it's this weird mix of like, like psychodrama and camp and like, uh,
4: like old school suspense filmmaking that is really like. Was I? It is like like you were saying. It is something that has kind of become like
1: I I, I don't know if it, you would call it a cliche. Like I don't know how many movies are like this, but like. It, it def- all these are Avengers movies now nothing is like this the, the closest thing to this is like I don't know fucking like Midsummer. you know Midsummer is not at all like this I was gonna say Misery but oh yeah yeah no 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 no. but I mean in terms of like, that like that like suspense like the like you know what I mean right with the like uh, I don't know yeah I mean, I mean I mean Misery yeah I mean in terms of like actual plot yeah Misery is much closer to this But like, you know, you just, that was just the first horror movie you thought of. Was it? No, I thought it. No, I was like, no, it's like the A24 ones because they're all just like suspense. Suspense. Aren't you, aren't you feeling, do you feel suspended? Yeah, but this, this isn't, this isn't, this isn't really a horror movie. Well, yeah, no, because it's stupid because she could have just yelled out the window. (laughs) That's all I can think about this. I was like, just yell out the window or just slide down on your butt. You're fine. Get down the fucking stairs, lady.
4: What are you talking about? You're fine. You know what I mean? Not hard. I could have done it. I almost actually tested this and went to the stairs in the house I'm at and just tried to go down
1: without using my legs. And then I was like, too late at night to do that. Yeah, that's a weird thing to do. It's probably good that you didn't. I
4: could have done it, though. I'm just saying. That's the thing. I'm too utilitarian in my outlook
1: yeah but like through through all of this like not not only are you seeing like uh you're like blanche's like descent into like or like just her being tortured you also see like jane more and more losing touch with the reality like she mm-hmm. thinks that she's going to like be able to restart her career as a like child yeah. star at like 63 and do the same routine at, at- in 1962 she thinks she's going to like bro like the bay of pigs is about to happen she thinks she's going to be like vaudeville is is coming back yeah and so to that end she has to hire a musician um
4: so she hires
1: hires a literal ogre uh played by victor buono um
4: what's his name one more time
1: victor buono I don't know if I'm pronouncing that exactly right, but he's like a, like a notable character actor from this period. I'm just laughing because, listen, I don't know what a Victor Borno looks like, except for it's that guy. That guy
4: looks like a... How old do you Hair-shaped British man. How old do you think he was? Oh, man. I feel like I'm going to say like 35, but it turns out he's like 22.
1: Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, he's he's really young. He's like twenty-three or twenty-four in this movie. Um, (laughs) it just, it just, he just looks like like the British version of one of the people in the Texas Chainsaw family. Kind of, yeah. But like, he's like as low rent as like Baby Jane is at this point. He's like the one guy who would like even consider taking this job. Yeah, he's a man who can play piano that still lives with his mother. Yes. Yes. Um, yes. But is, is like? <clears throat> seems to be talented
4: somewhat, but also is like at nope. Like uh... um. He's just like a drunk con man, basically. Like, I mean,
1: he could so easily just be a drunk con man. Um, but I think like, uh, yeah. I think he, he got a um. Yeah, he got a uh, uh, supporting actor nomination for this role, and like he is, like he is really good in it. Yeah. Oh like, no, 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 oh, no, no! Oh, he is good in this movie, but I'm saying like his character in the movie is just like he's
4: like a big fat, oafish, British, drunk con man.
1: Well, but I, <laughs> I think the reason that it's so good is that it it's more than that. Like uh. he, he does like imbue it with like he's someone who kind of. Cause he knows he's sort of being conned too. And he knows he's sort of conning her,
4: but. um... He's an NPC. What? He's an NPC. He's like an oblivion character. He's like a Skyrim character. No, he's. That's how I felt about him.
1: Okay. No, there's, there's so much more. Like you think he's inhuman in this role? Uh,
4: no, I don't think, well,
1: yeah, a little, I don't know, the, the relationship between him and his mother, and just, like, the, like, I don't know, not inhuman, but, like, but just, like, I don't know, just, just, like, the scene at the end where, like, he
4: goes up, where he drunkenly goes up the stairs, finds Blanche, then just starts running out into the night, and just is, like, oh, well, I don't, just, just, just. Just, I don't know.
1: No, I mean, no, he's good
4: in this. Don't get me wrong. I think I'm just looking at this too utilitarianly. Oh, uh, I... She should have to, just yelled out the window.
1: I forgot to write it... Ah, damn it. I forgot to write it down. I had something on what I wanted to say about why I thought his performance was so good, and I forgot to write it down, and now I'm I know talking.
4: what it was. It's because he's so hot.
1: This is why I hate you. What? I <laughs> hate what did I even do? I did nothing. I did nothing to you. No, uh, no, he's good. While I was waiting for you to uh, finish talking, I, uh, I, I took like, you know, like the little uh, screen of mine that you have off to the side and I made it as big as you could and then I just put my face over here. <laughs> okay, that's a good bit. Um, it was good for me. I had a good time. But I... Oh, but Peter Dinklage, um, what's it called? What about his, or whatever, what was this guy's name? Peter Buono? The thing, the things that amuse you are just funny names. It's not even that funny a name. It's just, it's Victor Buono, B U O N O. It's just Italian. Oh, is he Italian? No, he's English. It just sounds Italian. I don't don't know. I don't know. I don't know the. I thought it was some like crazy because you know, like British names sometimes are just like, like like weird. yeah, exactly. Yeah, I thought it was some weird British name. That's why I thought
4: it was funny. No, he's,
1: he's he's American. He just has kind of an affected English accent in this film, which is part of what I love. Like he's he's not an, like. There's so much weird slurring. No, he's. I didn't mean it as an insult when I said he's an NPC. I'm saying like no, like he plays no, no, like I, under, I understand it wasn't an insult. It's just wrong. Like there's so much slippery specificity to this character. Who's the man? Looks like he's slippery. The man looks like if you touch him, it's gonna be inconsistent. Yeah, he's got, he's he's got this like sweaty, like almost charm to him.
4: Like yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
1: That's why I say like a drunk con man, but like he plays it like like because yeah, because like. He is because con man stands for confidence, man. And that's the thing. He has enough. He has like, he's a man. He's like, like, you ever meet someone that has like a ton of confidence and there's no reason for them to have that much confidence. Like, yeah. He's also kind of getting cons too.
4: Yeah. Yeah. But he's kind of like, whatever. (laughs) It's a little more money than I do. So it's fine. Yeah. It's, it's
1: a living. It's a, yeah. Yeah. His mom is like, his mom is like, she's a freak.
4: And then he's just like, who cares? yeah yeah what's it called but uh, yeah. but like all, all like this is a
1: all of the like all of the acting in this movie is i would say all of it is interesting yeah it's not yeah i think crawford is great um giving giving like a much more restrained performance um Davis is the one who actually got nominated for an Oscar because, again, she's giving the much bigger performance. I think, I think her performance in this movie is one of the best portrayals of mental illness I've ever seen in a movie. Like, because, it's, not a, it's not a sensitive portrayal. And it's not even really a nuanced portrayal. No, no, but I mean, like, at a certain point, listen, I'm sorry, mental illness is very serious, and sometimes it's also kind of funny. And, and like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm sorry. Like there's a reason why they would just take like crazy people and just be like, look at them. Like, you know what I mean? Right. Like there, there's a reason why that, because it's a little odd and you can kind of laugh at something that's a little odd. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but I'm saying it's a thing that happens. And in this portrayal, what's it called? That's the thing. It's so hard to not Cause sometimes people play like crazy and it just is so like, it's not like because the thing that's really like like it's just funny you know what i mean and i don't think she does funny crazy here sometimes it's like a little like oh my god you know what i mean right like when she like goes to the ad agency and she's like do you recognize me i'm baby Jane," right right and the guy's like who the hell is baby Jane?" right after she leaves like that's funny yeah but like but like the way she portrays it is like unnerving where it's just like, we're like, you're almost embarrassed for her being yeah. like this insane. And that's what I'm saying. Like that's, the th- that's one of the things about insanity is like, is like, it's like, it's kind of like, holy shit, can you imagine having to live like you? You know what I mean? Which like, listen, I'm not saying any of this is particularly woke or good or whatever the hell, but like, it's just, look, when I was in LA, I spent an hour talking to a man, right? Right, a, a, a homeless gentleman, right? on the uh, in santa monica and and the reason why i struggled a conversation with him was because i was like you know what because like we looked like about the same age and i was like you know what bro like he's just a guy whatever like, like 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 he's a human being trying his best in the world whatever you know what he's like i know like that's a big problem with the homeless is like just the loneliness of it like you know because you're just like by yourself all day so i was like I'm going to talk to this guy. You know what I mean? Right. I offered him a cigarette. We struck up a conversation. He started telling me about how he's a thousand year old vampire and just, just, just this insane canon that he had. And the man just kept going. And eventually I had to go, I have to go. Right. But we talked for like an hour. And that was entertaining. And also, right, to a degree. But also at the same time, it's just like, oh my God, you're someone's kid. You know what I mean? And like, and it was unnerving talking to him. And, that's what her performance in this is. She's just incredible. no, 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 no. That guy you talked to was a human being. That was a person. This is a
4: yeah. cartoon character. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But but that's what I'm saying. What? It's I. It's, I'm it's- like her portrayal of it. Like like
1: like she gets like. Her portrayal of this, yes, it, it is campy. It's not perfect. I'm not saying that this is a like an, an incredibly accurate portrayal of an insane person. But for a time period where I'm sorry, a lot of insane people were just portrayed as like like this isn't that like 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 she she I feel like she really gets the like the like I don't know it, it's it's it was it was unnerving watching her on screen and there's something you know a little unnerving about mental illness because it's. Not, I don't want to say not normal, but you know what I mean. It's like it's it's a little abnormal. That's I don't you know, I don't know if she's mentally ill either. She's like she's not well, but like she's just a. I didn't read it as anything more than just a fucking spoiled kid who ended up a drunk and has just been in, retreating increasingly into fantasy. Yeah, no, that's what I'm like. She's not someone like I'm not saying that she has like schizophrenia or anything like that. I mean, like she's someone that is like. Just like it is a, it is a self-caused mental illness. Like she is someone who has just built herself up and, and 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 has been molded in such a way by life and life circumstance and by pouring just enough booze to fucking pickle her entire fucking body. You know what I mean, right? Like on herself, that she is just, just her shit up so bad that this is just how she is. That that that, that there's no breaking out of this. That you could send her to a fucking hospital and have her see a million doctors. And the only thing they're going to say is like, she just needs to be in a home, right? Like she's just fucked. Like she's gone, right? There is no, there is isn't. No, she's too old. She's poured too much booze on herself. She's too set in this way. There is no treatment for this. It is just, the only treatment is like uh, fucking, I, I don't know what you call it, palliative, whatever the fuck. I don't know. Like basically, just like she just needs to be taken care of. She needs a caretaker, right? Uh, I think that's. I, I, what that I, I mean I, by like the unnervingness, like it's sad. I get it. Okay. But okay. I, 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 shan't be cancelled today, Rob. No, 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 no. I, I get that, uh, but I. You, you will be cancelled a thousand times over. Um, <laughs> for many um but. And I, I don't want to argue too, like, I like this performance. Yeah. I also, I, I do think that there is a difference between the character and the performance. Yeah. And the performance is, again, just ham fucking sandwich. Like, again, okay. I, I enjoy that sometimes, but it is, it is again, a cartoon character. And yeah. played yeah. really well, played really effectively, but played big. Just yeah. everything in exc- exclamation points, right down to her fucking makeup. Yeah, her like, fucked up makeup. Yeah. Apparently, Betty Davis did herself, and that's I mean, though. like that's—I don't know. I really enjoy that. the The director was was like not sure if she knew it was like a joke or not. Um, he's just like, I'm not gonna talk to her about it because I think it's the right choice for the character. But like, wow. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But this. That's the thing. that's what you mean but like she's like a capital A actor. Like she's like she's a thespian. She's playing she's playing this There there can be like a Joan Crawford is an actor too. Like yeah. Different style. Oh. Yeah, and I mean she's yeah, and she's much more restrained and nuanced in this. Um It's just the difference between you and I in terms of like preference. Like I really like the like big like You know what I mean? Like, I like that, and I think you're more of, like, a – you're more of, like, a – what's it called? Uh, uh, You're more, like, uh, I don't know. Like, like, I mean – what? Enjoy subtlety. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you enjoy subtlety. That's been this entire podcast is me being, like, why don't they just say that? You know what I mean? But, like, and I think just to go back, like, I – and it's not – I enjoy a good ham sandwich. Um, And, like, just to go back, like – like Daniel Day-Lewis is like, I think part of what makes him, this is totally going off on a tangent. I was just thinking about it earlier, so now I'm going to work back to it because it's relevant again. Good. But like Daniel Day-Lewis, I think part of what makes him great is he is this this very method, very psychologically realistic um, actor who like grounds himself in like detail, who'd be like, I need to go and like learn how to like, you know, be whatever I am in this movie. If, you know, if I'm going to... Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually become a tailor. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to actually become a tailor. I'm going to learn everything I can about Abraham Lincoln. Yeah. Talk in his weird voice. Now, now, now. I am the president of the United States, clothed in immense power. Um, I'm going to talk like this for a year because I'm Daniel Day-Lewis. Folks, if you don't know what he's referencing, it's the fact that Lincoln's voice was said to, and I quote, uh, be like a, a tea kettle. I'm just... I'm doing an impression of the movie Lincoln, Matt. You know, yeah, but in case they haven't seen it. I'm saying that that, that, that is the historical, that is what people yeah, say, he okay. said, like, yeah. Versus me, I appreciate Daniel Day-Lewis because he tried to fight people. What are not even done, you just interrupted me. Shut the fuck up, guys, I thought you were done. No, the only reason you would
4: possibly have to think I was done is that you started talking. sorry but god i'm not i about... sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry no please just... okay so he like again
1: like he, he's known for being method like he's known for being very method which is all about like again like nuanced subtle psychological detail like realistic but he's yeah. also like a like a theater actor who's who can give these like big theatrical performances too. Or yeah. it's just it's this like really unique and fascinating marriage of like two like seemingly opposed style of acting like the big and the small, which I think is is why he's such a, like such an interesting actor and yeah. like the like hands down favorite for like best of his generation. Easily, oh yeah, yeah. Why he is like one of those guys that like. Our grandkids are gonna know about, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just without us telling them, they're just gonna like be like, "Oh yeah, I know Daniel Day Lewis, right?" Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. He's gonna be like a Kirk Douglas type. You know what I mean? You go. You back. You go back to Kirk Douglas a lot. Why do you like Kirk Doug? Not that there's anything wrong with Kirk Douglas. He's just the like go like every time you want to re- reference like a golden age of Hollywood actor, it's always Kirk Douglas. He's the only one I know because he's Jewish. <laughs> Okay. Anyway, so, but yeah, like I, part of what makes this movie interesting is there is, there is again sort of that combat in, in acting styles where you've got like the, you know, the, the ham sandwich and the like the more restrained nuanced performance. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's interesting that the more, like the subtler performance is coming from more of the like, the person whose more reputation is more of a movie star rather than an actor. Um, yeah, and then the actor's the one hamming it up, and then I mean that's that's less surprising. Like actors yeah. do want to ham it up sometimes. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, well, that's because because what do we always say about actors? At the end of the day, they're all just kids on the back of the bus singing. You know what I mean? That's who they are in their soul. I, I think there are like varying degrees of like how much that's true about individual performers. Yeah, yeah. well, yeah, of course, yeah, yeah. There's nuance there, right, right. And then that also different. But but, but but what I love about this movie and why I actually loved about this movie was that like having those two like like you had a dialectic you had a dialectic present throughout this movie and i really like that yeah and i mean that's aided by the fact that um like crawford and davis reportedly and and this is the kind of thing like reportedly hated each other (laughs) um like like to the like to the extent that it has become like Hollywood legend how much they hated each other like it's it's like kind of hard to know how much of it is true yeah much of it is like just become its own myth at this point but like the like the Crawford Davis like feud is like the kind of thing that has become like it's like self-sustaining just in terms of like mythology at this point like yeah yeah um Like, like like we're like you half the stories you're just like I don't maybe yeah but like most famously like Davis, because she gave the bigger performance is the one who got an Academy Award nomination for this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Crawford engineered it that. Uh, so one of the other best actor nom- or best actress nominees for this year was uh, Annette Benning, who during the Oscars ceremony was off in London doing a play and so could not attend. And so Joan Crawford engineered it so that, she she talked to Annette Bening. And was like, hey, just in case you win, you're gonna need someone to pick up the award for you. Is there any chance I can? Jeez, do that? Shut the fuck
4: up! No, she didn't.
1: <laughs> no, and Annette Bening ended up winning. So Joan Crawford ended up picking up the Best Actress uh, Oscar that year over Betty Betty Davis. Um, and there there are stories. Again, it's like entirely. <laughs> who knows if it's true, but like Betty Davis at least insists that Joan Crawford actively campaigned against her winning. Oh my God. Which, which like at the end of the day, like hurt Joan Crawford almost as much as Betty Davis, because neither of them really got paid that much for this movie because it was super yeah. low budget. What they got were they got scale or points, you know, basically they got a share of the profit. Um, mm-hmm and if
4: that, you, it still ha- no way that still happens right
1: yeah, i mean it's like it's certainly like the kind of thing that has declined a little bit recently yeah. like it's still like you know it's not an uncommon arrangement like um i don't yeah. think, for, like war of the worlds like i think steven spielberg and tom cruise combined got like Fifty percent of that movie is like
4: fucked up. No, they didn't.
1: I mean that that was like that was kind of the high point where like after that it kind of had to roll back. Everyone was like this. No, shut the and fuck up. It unsustainable. But like, yeah. like again, they both took like reduced salaries and were like, "Hey, you can just give me some points instead." But
4: yeah, yeah, that's like fucking. I mean, I mean, well, the, I mean, the OG move of that is,
1: or, or not the OG, but the best move of that is. I still can't get over fucking Lucas. I'm sorry, this has nothing to do with anything, but Lucas just being like. Just give me the merchandising rights. It'll be fine.
4: Yeah. Yeah. be
1: I mean, like, this idiot. God,
4: God. Got him right where we want
1: him. <laughs> we're going to fuck this, this stupid director. Yeah. <laughs> That's
4: so funny. That's like, I'm. So, it's so funny. High school never fucking ends, bro. Fucking Bowling for Soup was right. But, uh. but no, yeah, about that. Yeah. No, but um,
1: hold on, hold on. So just to finish my, just because they were working for points, like if the movie if the movie won the Best Actress Oscar, yeah. like they would probably count on the movie making several more million dollars. Yeah. So if Joan Crawford did actually campaign against Betty Davis, she probably robbed herself of a like significant windfall. It was just like, nah, I just hate her that much. This is insane. I don't think I've ever hated someone that much, and yeah. like I've really not liked some people in my life. I've never, I've never hated someone that much where i have just like,
4: fuck. Actually, that's not true. I've absolutely fucked myself over <laughs> because of how much I don't like people. But that's like not to God, not for like what can, I can only imagine was like I don't know an extra ten thousand dollars, which back then equated to one point five million dollars. I don't know. I don't know how money works, but right. Uh, yeah, yeah. No. Um. Uh, but uh, you ever
1: talk to your like, grand, like 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 to like your grandparents at any point about no. like how much they bought there? <laughs> we'll talk to them. Never ever.
4: My grandpa telling me how much he bought his house for and just being like, fuck you. You <laughs> son of a bitch. And then, like, being like, well, that must have been like a million dollars adjusted for inflation. And I did it,
1: it's like $80,000. And I'm like, you son of a bitch. It's not fair. Bought a house in Rockville for like $80,000, $100,000 in today's money. Just, God damn it. Anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, what are we talking about, yeah, so um movie ends uh with um uh, i don't we need to spoil it, yeah we don't but but what I can say is is that it's it's like i, I was watching it, and I was just like that's like I, I understand why this is like a big movie, or this is like a movie where like people like it's not a big it was like a, a fairly big movie at the time, like at I least, least at the time, but like this is reference based i mean based on its budget, it was a pretty big hit like it, it it's returned a significant profit and has become like a, a, like a real cult movie in the years since.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: But like, why like this is a movie that like, because you think about like how many movies have just been made? Like, what do you think? You think I mean, no, wait, wait, how many Hollywood movies don't, have Don't been take a guess. Day? Just, it's a lot. We know it's a lot, man. I was going to say, do you think it's a million? And then I was like, that's insane.
4: That's an insane thing to say. A million movies have been, a million Hollywood movies <laughs> <laughs> over a hundred years. Um,
1: okay okay
4: okay yeah, you know they make like a thousand movies a year it's
1: it's notable that it's it's notable that it is stuck in, it's notable that it is stuck in the public <laughs>
4: exactly yes and i was like i get why yeah
1: a million, <laughs> million movies
4: a million a mi- with an m Oh my fucking God.
1: Really hard being this dumb sometimes. Is this a recommend on your part, Matt?
4: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Go see it. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. Betty Davis is great in it.
1: <laughs> Everyone's great. It's a well-acted movie. Everyone's great. What's your what's her name? Uh Elvira, she's great in it. Fucking uh Victor Hugo, he's great in it. Whatever the hell his name is. Uh yeah, Victor Hugo. Fresh yeah, comedy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you ever see that movie Hugo? Yeah. Yeah. Fine.
4: yeah, that's. I remember watching it and being like, what a perfectly nice bike ride I'll never take again. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, anyway. Uh, Hugo, that was, folks, folks.
1: That, that was in that period where every director had to make their 3D movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. just yeah. Kind of I don't, and... remember, when, remember when everyone was just like, man, 3D is the big thing. I'm like, I remember 3D being a thing when I was a kid. Like, I don't, what is the point of this? That's, yeah, you had yeah, the red, blue glasses. Let's not totally blow our wad on 3D. Cause we got we we're gonna be talking about that some next week.
4: Oh, yeah, jeez. Yeah, jeez, Louise.
1: I just I just watched it and I have thoughts.
4: Wait, what movie? <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Well, I guess I guess this is gonna be a surprise for Matt too. But...
4: <laughs> this, this is the thing.
1: This is the best part about being friends with me is that you can you can literally tell me to my face what you're going to do to me and still surprise me. We discussed this together. We had a we had a lengthy conversation about what we were going to do with this next chunk of movies.
4: No, I know what we're gonna do. I don't know what movie you're talking about though. Okay. All
1: right. Well we'll get it we'll get into that at the end of the episode, I guess. I guess I have I... a surprise for Matt.
4: <laughs> what movie am I assigning you?
1: You really don't remember what we're doing. I no, I know I remember what we're doing.
4: I don't remember what I'm doing.
1: You clearly don't remember what
4: we're doing. I remember what we're doing. Okay. So, not gonna spoil it. Not gonna spoil it.
1: Let's, uh, let's, uh, let's set aside our discussion of what, have, what of this film and also Matt's just sundowning. Um, <laughs> and move on to our second film. Uh, I'm too young to be like this. Um, the Green Hornet.
4: Good. This is going to be, it's so funny, we probably spent about two hours talking about Baby Jane, and I feel like we're going to spend about 30 minutes talking about the Green Hornet.
1: Directed by Michelle Gondry, roll that trailer.
4: I'm already crying.
2: So, this is what you want out of your life. This gives you a sense of fulfillment. Drink? I spend all night writing about the corruption of this town. And you do nothing. For today's top story, newspaper mogul James Reed was found dead, leaving his son in charge of his media empire. I'm sorry to hear about
1: your father. Hey, Kato, you knew my dad pretty well, right? Now that he's gone, I'm thinking, I haven't done anything good my whole life. I'm not sure what I should do. Want to see something cool? Whoa! You did that? What did you think of my father? He was a complex man. Think about this, Kato. We've been completely wasting our potential. The city needs our help. We could be heroes. Here's what will make us different. We will pose as villains get close to the bad guys that way no one will suspect we're really the good guys i want you to take my hand and i want you to come with me on this adventure
3: i go with you but i don't want to touch you
1: okay you don't have to take my hand but will you come with me on this adventure okay yes what do we call it the green hornet. <laughs>
2: In our case, I'm a new
1: secretary. Perfect. I want the head of the Green Hornet, and I want it tonight. You know you are? You're a human Swiss Army knife. Just when you think there couldn't be any more cool things, a new thing comes out. What's this? Is a gas gun. A gas gun? How does it even work? Hey. Hey. Okay. Let's roll Kato.
4: stop, stop. camera got us
0: can I shoot one
1: welcome back from the trailer um but yeah like you said like this is, there's not a lot this is like this movie is almost trying to make you forget it exists yeah yeah this is this is one of those movies so like this is what, what was this like 2011 uh something like that but it was a movie that people were trying to get made forever for some reason Mm -hmm. um i don't quite know why there was this much passion for like a radio serial from like the 30s but like yeah so i'm just gonna run through the the wikipedia a little bit so go for it it it, like was originally like so again originally it was like a radio serial that was uh, famous for being super racist which i think is oh yeah because of kato yeah. But I think almost at, that's like almost a given for like 1930s adventure yeah. serial there's going to be some racism in there. Yeah, what you're going to cancel I'm going to cancel the 1930s buddy. <laughs> Come on,
4: man. So like the like the like Wait, was Bruce Lee Kato? What? Was Bruce Lee Kato?
1: Was Bruce Lee in the radio serial? No, I don't know. No, was there a
4: 1974 movie with Bruce Lee as Kato? Uh, possibly. I don't know. Why didn't we watch that one?
1: You, this was your call, man.
4: You know why we watched this but, one? Because it was on. Uh, what's it? Because it was on Netflix.
1: All right. So so anyway, um, to go back to what I was trying to say.
2: Sorry, you go ahead. <laughs>
1: So, don't... I, I can see you're looking at your phone. Don't look at your phone. I'm looking at my phone. Matt, you, you have your glasses on. I can see the reflection. No, because these are the reflection-proof ones. <laughs> okay. So, like, the attempt to, like, develop it went back to, like, 1992. Uh, at one point, uh, George Clooney was supposed to star in it. Then he left to do Batman and Robin. Jesus. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know... If that's a good call or a bad call, um, I'm going to say either way, George Clooney probably loses there. Um, Easily. Uh, then Greg Kinnear was supposed to replace him. Um, then in 1997, Michel Gondry got hired initially to direct it, and then he was going to do it with Mark Wahlberg. Um, with a screenplay written by Ed Newmyer, who wrote uh, RoboCop and Starship Troopers. Oh, what? Yeah. So oh, then, never mind. That actually sounds kind of awesome.
4: Yeah. I
1: mean, Mark Wahlberg is still an insane, insane choice for the Green Hornet. But... Yeah. But uh, but then, like, <laughs> Michelle Gondry leaves. So like he had to come back to this project like more than a decade later. Yeah. Um, yeah. At, at that point... They, uh, Universal takes over and tries to like go at it again. This time they cast Jet Lee as Kato. I was literally to be, about to say Jet Lee, Jet Lee should have been Kato. Um, they hire Christopher McQuarrie to do the, the screenplay, who was originally, originally um, known for uh, he won an Oscar for writing The Usual Suspects. Mm, for, was was dining on that for a long time and has since weirdly sort of become Tom Cruise's go-to guy like he's he's directed like three like been involved in basically every Tom Cruise project over the last like half decade or so um like wrote like half of them has directed the last two Mission Impossible movies Which just for whatever reason Tom Cruise is like it's got to be Christopher McQuarrie he's got to be the guy but anyway that, that yeah. good to have a guy yeah um at it'd be a guy yeah Like would be like someone's guy just like not bad so anyway at that point um so that that falls through at a certain point then miramax takes over becomes a harvey weinstein joint for a little while uh, he hires kevin smith um kevin smith tries to get jake gyllenhaal um I actually would have rather watched that movie. It it would be a take. This movie, it would be yeah. It would be interesting. <laughs> this movie almost aggressively does not have a take. No, no. Do, 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 do we, well, it kind of has a take. It's just a, like a microwaved take. Yeah, yeah. That that this is a movie. You know what this movie is? This this movie is microwaved pizza rolls because it's like look, pizza rolls are gonna be pretty good regardless. But you gotta pop those babies in the oven. You know so, what I mean? Yeah, so, so, so what, what ends up happening is Seth Rogen ends up taking the lead role. Mm-hmm. He writes a script with his buddy, Evan Goldberg. They wrote like Bad and Pineapple Express and all those movies together. And basically what ends up, Mich- at some point Michelle Gondry comes back on. Insanely. Yeah, because basically this is like, the take that they ended up going with for this movie is what if we do the, like, the Seth Rogen thing where we kind of just have him play a man-child and kind of just vamp and improv his way through every scene. But, like, without any kind of real, like, superstructure.
4: Yeah. Like Without this being a comedy.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not, like, from what I understand, their pitch was, like, what if we make this movie, like, we, we take the Greenhorn character and we make it, like, 48 hours. It's like, an, it's like a buddy cop action comedy. Yeah, um, yeah.
4: Yeah. But it's not
1: a this movie is not a comedy. I'm going to say that right now. It's not cuz it's not very funny. I think it's well okay so you, it it, if, it had its moments, it had its moments. It's not really an action movie either because it's not propulsive in any way. Yeah.
4: Yeah, it's yeah, that's true.
1: I think I think it it doesn't know what it wants to be. Uh, yeah. So like the first half of the movie is all like origin story and that's like I think the movie actually picks up a bit in its second half, but like yeah, definitely a better movie in the second half. But like the first half is fucking interminable, where you're going through like, uh, Seth Rogen's a party boy. His dad is a billionaire newspaper magnate, which I feel like is. In, of, I don't. No, sorry, not just a. I don't, sorry, I have to say this. Not just a billionaire newspaper magnate, but a billionaire independent newspaper magnate. Yeah, doesn't own a conglomerate. Owns one. No. Page. One one single paper. One paper. And is also the editor in chief. And writes op-eds. Yeah.
3: Which um, I guess like, I
1: mean anyone can write an op ed. But like
4: but like people are like, oh my god, you see, he wrote an op-ed. He's writing again.
1: Like But like, I don't know if there's ever a point at which um like a guy who owns one paper would be would own like a fucking castle. But yeah. it's, it's certainly not twenty eleven. No, uh, they like they kind of pay lip service it, to it at one point when Cameron Diaz is like, "Yes, I know the newspaper industry has changed significantly because of the internet."
4: Um, yeah, yeah, exa- yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Where she basically is
1: just like, "Yeah, this is insane." <laughs> the plot of this movie. It's not even that. It's like they're not even like lampshading how insane it is. It's literally just a to- tossed-off thing to like. Prove that Cameron Diaz knows things about journalism. Um, but like the, the whole setup of the movie is that like Tom Wilkinson, who's like the you know he's again he's he's the newspaper magnate. He runs fucking making, making his second appearance in in in, uh, in 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 the you're gonna hate it. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, get it? Yeah. Is this is? I never expected I would say this, but he was way better in Black Knight. Um, <laughs> like this is. He actually was. Yeah, like this is this is a really poorly w- written role. It's like the whole thing is just to be like the disapproving dad, and it's not subtly written. But like not just the disapproving dad, like like that. I don't, I don't know why they do this movies, and we we watch this movie together, which poor you. But we watch this movie together, and and, and it's a thing that movie dads do, where it's just like it's just like oh, I am going to be evil. Like I'm just going to be a mean bad. Person, a terrible father. Like the first scene in this movie is literally him just scarring his child for life. It's, it's not. Even, it's more just like you're in my way. Like that exactly, like Yeah. Disinterested dad who has like real shit that he needs to get to, and you're just kind of standing in his way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but like goes out of his
4: way to be a dick to you.
1: Yeah. Like, just to he wants you to know that you're in his way.
4: Yeah. Um, yeah. It's just like by the way, son, I hate you.
1: <laughs> what the fuck? Why? Yeah. It's. it's- it's pretty bad scripting. Um, yeah, but like, but the whole the whole idea is he fucking runs this town, man. Even in twenty eleven, if he writes one op ed about, hey man, things are kind of weird out there right now. I wish we'd all just be nicer to each other. Everyone fucking pays attention.
0: Yeah,
1: like, like the, yeah. the the ultimate setup of this movie is that like the evil DA is like. Is like kills him because like whether or not he reports on if there is crime existing is like it, it, the evil DA kills him because him just acknowledging that crime exists is well, like
4: in, in in Los Angeles
1: will sink this administration. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretend there is no crime, or you will die, Tom Wilkinson, because. As a DA, it is my job to ensure there is no crime, ever.
4: That's right. That's right. If I, listen, if
1: I, the district attorney of, Lo- of the county of Los Angeles, do not completely eradicate crime in a city and county of, like, I don't know, like 20 million people or whatever the hell it is. I don't know. La's. I mean, if you include LA County, it's like it's so yeah. much money. It's a large metro area. There's probably going to be a murder every once in a while. Thank you. Yeah. Right? D A David Harbor,
4: A K A Sheriff, what's his name from Stranger uh, Things? Never saw it. It's fine. I know there's a there's a there's a monster.
1: There's a plant monster from
4: yeah. It's it's what's that movie? It's Little Shop of Horrors. <laughs> yeah,
1: not not really. It would be a lot more fun if it was. Really?
4: Because that sounds like Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, but it doesn't sing. Yeah, well, that's not my fault. I didn't say it was your fault. Okay, well, good. Well, I'm we're on the same page. Anyway, what's it called? Yeah, so the first
1: hour of oh, this... Rob, movie, we have to talk about the Green Hornet. Uh, you know, the first hour of this movie, again, it's just origin story where Tom Wilkinson dies, party boy Seth Rogen uh, takes over the paper, but realize, decides he wants to do something meaningful with his life. So he and his dad's... Butler coffee guy I don't know
4: yeah his like
1: his his dad's like just catch all asian helper guy Kato um who's played by uh Jay Chow yeah who is apparently he's like a huge like chinese pop star I I liked it you said chinese because he's from taiwan and i wanted to <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> yeah no Taiwan aka China check <laughs> is the rightful ruler of China thank you um, Wait, that's where you're going with it that's where I'm going with it yeah. no 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 because I reading the tea leaves not a, not don't mean that racistly but <laughs> I understand that China is gonna be number one and let me say it is my position President Xi, that Taiwan is China. And uh, what's
4: it called? Mao tse was right. Uh, please uh, don't make me work at Foxconn.
1: All right. So I guess it's a split decision on you're going to hate it on whether or not the uh, People's Republic or Republic of China is it's the one. China. China. One of us is going to be working at Foxconn. We'll see who it is. One of us is going to be running Foxconn. The other one is going to be working on the line. One of us is going to be jumping into the suicide net. The other one is going to be cleaning them out. No, I have someone else cleaning it out for me, man. I'm upstairs making money moves. What the fuck? You're going to be making money moves? Yeah, man. One of us has managerial experience and one of us does not.
4: Oh, man. That's really true, actually. It's shit. But,
1: uh, yeah, so Jay Chow, who is, again, like, he's just one of those people who's like, that's my deal I make is that I want to clean the suicide nets. That's my that's my victory. Anyway, so Jay Chou is one of those people who's like one of the most famous people in the world, but like you would never have heard of him if you live here. Yeah, uh, like 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 Psy in fucking uh, Korea. Yeah, um, it was like the was like the Jay Z of Korea. And then we we're all like, man, it's crazy. We made that one song, right? Uh, and then he had that song that was like called like "Fuck You, Yankee." Yeah, but uh. Um, and it's apparently like, he's, he's an actor in Taiwan as well like, he's, this isn't his first time being yeah. a movie, but it kind of yeah, you know, I was looking at it he's one of those guys on like Wikipedia who like you like, 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 like where it's like Jay Chow is a it's like let's see uh, singer, songwriter, rapper, record producer, actor, film director, businessman and, <laughs> and magician so to finish my thought Sorry. he's the king of Mandopop. So again, as as you as you have proved, thank you, Matt, so much for that. Like this is this isn't his first acting role, but it it kind of feels like it. Like, yeah. I he's this, I I I am sure just based on like his level of fame, he must be a deeply charismatic person. It does not come through in this performance. Well, it's tough because he like I don't know how else to say this. Clearly, just doesn't speak a lot of English. Yeah, this feels like a he learned some of his lines phonetically situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which is tough because again, so much of this movie is the like, the Rogan like we're just gonna let the camera roll and I'm just gonna riff and some magic is gonna happen thing.
4: <laughs> you have another and you have the, your your co-star
1: who doesn't totally comprehend and speak the language you're doing this in. Right. It's <laughs> almost in, uh, Like, Jackie Chan actually, like, is like by the time he got to Rush Hour, pretty good at English. If you look at some of his early movies, my man barely speaks English. But, like, you know, which is, like, fair. It's like a complete, having to learn a completely new language at, like, 30. Yeah. You know what I mean? But, like, by the time he gets to Rush Hour, he's pretty good at English. He, he can go back and forth with Chris Tucker and it works great. Right. And... what's happening here. It's also, it's, even, even if the, like, the pairing did work better, like, you can't, you can't really, like, you can just kind of let people riff in Knocked Up, because Knocked Up doesn't really have anywhere to go, you know? Yeah. It's just a movie about people hanging around and telling jokes, and then eventually he decides to grow up and become a father, you yeah. know? And action comedy has to, like, it's got to have some momentum, you know? It's got to, it's got to move. You can't just spend ten minutes just like riffing about like boobs or whatever you know you got you got, you got places to be, man, you gotta fight crime, get it's, off your ass. The name of the genre is literally action, yeah, stuff has to happen yeah like nothing happens in this movie for about an hour, yeah know? yeah, and like again, I think once it starts to get there, the movie starts to work a little better, like. I still think it's it it is not perfectly executed but like the fundamental like sort of the the core joke of the movie I I think and it's really important that I only kind of think because again if like this is your core like setup you kind of need to underline it a little better like it seems like the joke they're going for is that like Rogan as this spoiled rich kid thinks that he is the hero of this movie whereas in fact like Kato is the one who can do everything. You know, he makes their cool car. He does the martial arts. Like, he's this. He just he's the guy. Like, he's constantly rescuing Rogan, who's getting himself into this these situations. Which was that the conceit of the original Green Hornet? I would almost certainly think that. I can, I have I don't know. I have no idea. I have a hard time imagining a serial in the 30s would have the setup of uh, the Asian guy is be superior to the white guy? Yeah. So yeah. I don't if if that's what they're going for, I think that's uh that's you know that's a pretty good subversion of, you know, the original. Like that's seems like a how you would ha- almost have to update it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cuz otherwise having like again just having a subsidiary Asian butler would be pretty Like, that's the only way it can work. It can only work if he's actually the superior of the two in 2011.
4: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's
1: the that's the only way. Yeah. No, I'm just reading it real quick. And no, it does not appear that in the original he is supposed to be inept. And honestly, like, that is, I will say, kind of an interesting way to reboot it. You know what I mean? As like, because I believe in the original one. Yeah, like, because it's the same, it's the same thing the only difference, uh, it, it's it literally, it's Britt Reed right? Uh, he's a, like, a uh, wealthy uh, publisher of the Daily Sentinel, you know what I mean? Uh, I think they even, like, in some incarnations, he's, like, related to the Lone Ranger, you know what I mean? Huh. uh Yeah, right? Uh, <laughs> another, another, God, I should have assigned you that movie, actually. I saw the movie in the theater, by the way. uh Say it with me, folks. But anyway, um, but no, 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 no. But like, but like, yeah, we're, we're like Cato is just a pure sidekick, right? Where yeah. like it just kind of give him. It, it's it's like, oh man, he can do that crazy type of like Asian boxing, which they wouldn't have said Asian, but I'd say Asian. But you know what I mean? You get away with that in twenty eleven. Yeah. No. Yeah. 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 They, they. They. They're. So I mean, I'll give the movie credit. There, it's a little bit more self aware. Also. But I don't, I also, I don't think they sell the joke that well most of the time. Like, you kind of have to, like, you only sort of slowly start to realize, oh, I guess that's the joke of the movie. Like, sometimes, sometimes they tell it, but it, it takes, like, again, this is a very loosely scripted movie that, like, is content to just sort of drift along a lot of the time. So, like, it, it takes a while for that to become what the movie is about. Yeah, really hard to do improv when, only, when you only got basically one and a half English speakers as the two main leads. You yeah. know what I mean? It's, I, it's not even just that. I just think the, the movie is also just poorly scripted.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think,
1: no, 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 this is not a winner, I'll say. I think that there are ways that, I mean, like, for instance, like, like I said, like, I mean, I, this is the second time I've seen this movie. The, literally didn't even pick up on the subversion of the, of the original plot. Of the Green Hornet radio serial until so you just said that right now. Like, that is.
0: Again,
4: like. We like, don't even know if that's what they were doing, though.
1: Again, like, yeah. I think that's a good joke. It's a joke they only kind of make.
4: Yeah. yeah. Like, you,
1: have, you have to do a lot of the work yourself to connect the dots.
4: Yeah.
1: And, like, there are places, like, again, I think there are things in this movie oh. that really work, like, like individual isolated bits. Oh. Um, that sort of, like, play along that same track. Like, just whenever Rogan is, like, truly defined, like, as a doofus, like, there's a there's a moment where, like, he's, like, they've just, he, he and Cato have just had some big fight with a bunch of gangbangers where, you know, Cato has had to rescue Rogan over and over again. And Rogan, you know, being someone who wants to be a serious investigator who's uncovering the roots of crime... Keeps like grabbing, grabbing these people off the ground and being like, "Who do you work for?" But all of them are dead, and he just yeah, keeps, yeah, like, "Who, you just, oh, oh, Who it's do it's... you work for?" Ah, oh, he's dead. Who do you work for? Ah, sorry. Um, yeah. which like, and that's the thing, because like, for like, 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 at the end of the day, what makes this movie such a like? It, it's another one of these movies that's infuriating. Uh, in some ways, because like what I really wanted, because I remember I was really excited for this movie to come out because I love Seth Rogen. I was a big fan of all of that shit. Like, you yes. had a real the, one. Like, Super Bad was so viscerally, like, 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 I, when I watched, I was like, oh my God, because I was super, we were all super bad. You <laughs> know? I was absolutely super, me and my friends just being like, we just need. Like, like the whole plot of Zoo is basically like the only way girls will like us is if they get drunk because why the hell else would they ever want anything to do with us? We're pathetic. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's a movie where they do sort of thread the needle where there's clearly a lot of just like kind of riffing in that movie, but like, it is genuinely kind of a propulsive movie. Yeah. Like yeah. There's this goal and it almost feels like there's a ticking clock. Like what is the goal of the Green Hornet? I don't know. The only th- there's one person in this movie with a goal. There's one person in this movie with a goal, and there's one of the few redeeming qualities of this movie, I think. And then, honestly, it's Christoph Waltz. Christoph what? Waltz has a, I'd What's say, his has a goal, goal? In this movie. What? What's his goal? His goal is to be is to like basically like he is, like the kingpin alpha criminal. He, that's his criminal. character. What's his what? He's, he
4: he's
1: the. Apex criminal. Yes, I get that. That's his character. What's his goal? Okay, okay, okay. So his goal, right? But that's the thing is that he's starting to like lose his touch. He's starting to like kind of like, you know, right? He's he like 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 starting to cut like like stuff is kind of coming part of the scenes because he's like not really that intimidating and like he's getting old, right? You know, right? I mean the one of the opening scenes is basically him like 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 being like hey, like, you're operating in my uh, area. Uh, I control this area. Uh, I want in on this action. And then the guy's like, no, I'm not afraid okay. of you. Not, not the guy, James Franco, who is contractually obliga- obligated to be in any Seth Rogen movie.
4: Of course. They, they,
1: have, they have a Jane and Blanche arrangement where... They really, they really do. I don't know who's the Jane and who's the Blanche, but one of them, I think it sort of varies on, like, who, who is Ascendant at the moment. But as yeah. like, long as one of them is working, the other one will always be contractually obligated to get work.
4: Yeah. I think it was
1: James Franco for a really long time. And then it came out that he just loves texting 17 year olds. was yeah. so like, okay. All right. And then Seth Rogen was just like, was like, was like, Israel's an apartheid state. And everyone's like, okay. Everyone got really mad and really proud of him at the same
4: time. So what's it called? Yeah,
1: um, Christoph Waltz is, yeah, he's, he's just kind of, he's doing his Christoph Waltz thing, which is fine. You know, again,
4: yeah.
1: Like, I, I I enjoy him as a performer. Again, I don't think that like I don't know that he is an improver and they didn't really write him a whole lot of again, like they didn't bother to script him a whole lot of great stuff.
2: Like you, you know what I'm kinda of realizing?
1: He kind of is one of those people that kinda of just plays Christoph Waltz over and over again. Like this Django, Inglorious Bastards, like, yes, those are all different characters, of course, but they're all kind of just Christoph Waltz. He very much has a personality. Yeah, yeah. And don't get me wrong, it's a fantastic personality. I love Christoph Waltz in every one of those movies. But let me, let me say this. Do you know who almost played his role? I, I don't, and I can't wait to find out. Nicolas Cage. <sighs> Honestly, that would have been a better choice. Yeah. I'm Because yeah. that's... That's a man you can just point a camera at and say, go, and some stuff will happen. Literally, I think one of the ways that this kind of germinated this very podcast was the fact that like, we and a bunch of guys would just get together and watch movies. Yeah. And specifically, Nicolas Cage movies, because he is he is like Daniel Day-Lewis insofar as like, there is only one of him.
4: Yeah. You know what I mean?
1: I mean, again, like, Christoph Waltz is fine in this movie playing like an aging cocaine fuckboy.
4: Yeah. But
1: like yeah. if if you're casting an aging cocaine fuckboy and you mention the name Cage, come I'm on, kind of like, man. Bring out the Cage. The the man, the man who was like I'm going to go to Hollywood, but I don't want to but who literally changed his last name to make his
4: job harder. Yes. Like the man the man who's, who's like, That's still my favorite thing about him, is that he's just like, I don't,
1: I want people to know how great I am and not just think that I do. Because honestly, imagine if he was just known, imagine if he was just known as a Cobola and had the career that he's had. Yeah, I think that uh, it, like Francis might have like insisted that he change his name. And yeah, you, yeah, he Can't he was, be a Cocolata. After knowing Francis changes his name, it's <laughs> Francis Cage. Yeah. Oh man. Uh, um. <laughs> like there, like again, just to like backtrack a little bit, like there are like there are moments where you can kind of see the like I feel like there is a version of this movie that works.
4: Yeah. Like there yeah.
1: are there are moments again, like like Rogan like interrogating the dead bodies, where you can kind of see that movie poking through. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, um, uh, Christoph Waltz like like when he when he has the fucking gas mask he's like you have a gas mask he's like you only brought one like yeah, yeah. Like, like there are more, there are parts of this movie Rob and I watched this movie together and I can vouch for this we both laughed at parts of it and sometimes he laughed just Rob by
4: himself I didn't even like yeah
1: like I mean like the like the very end of this movie is um, like this is a very expensive movie to make um, insanely I think a lot of it was like the end scene of the movie is the t- like Rogan and Cato um, just driving around their like weird muscle car just around like the newspaper offices, just destroying everything.
3: Yeah.
1: Illegitimately delightful scene. Like I love scenes of just like exuberant destruction. Where, yeah. Like R is falling apart. Like there's only half of it by the end. And it's, it's like the, it's like the scene in the blues brothers where they just drive through the mall. Like yeah. I scenes like that, where you just yeah. you spend a lot of money just having just breaking shit and having funny people comment on it. Like I'm always. Do you know, do you know the history of that scene? Yeah, they're actually going to demolish the mall, and they're just like, "Yeah, you can you can do what you want with it." Yeah, sure. Yeah, go ahead.
2: The it's '70s the,
1: were so cool. Or no, 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 no. Blue this is 1980, but basically the '70s. Yeah, yeah, it's spiritually a '70s movie. Well, it's yeah. kind of right. On, it's kind of right on the dividing yeah. line. But, uh,
4: it, it's honestly one of my favorite movies.
1: It's a great movie. Um, it's a great movie. But like even like, um, like the very last scene of the movie, like the like the like the the punch to credits, they're playing this like, um, really energetic like jazzy like sixties music. That's yeah, like, like legitimately really. Well, uh, I guess there was a Green Hornet cereal in the sixties. I was gonna be like, not
4: a sixties thing, but
1: I mean, it for all I know, it was like the theme to the cereal. Um, but whatever it is, it's like legitimately a lot of fun. And the moment it started playing, I was like, oh, that's what the score to this movie should have been. Because it's all, like, fucking White Stripes music. And, like, yeah, I like the White Stripes. But, like, that's not what this movie should be. This, like, weird, like, six, like weird pastiche. It should be that, like, jazzy shit. Whatever you call that music. That jazzy 60s shit. Yeah. Like,
4: yeah, 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 yeah. This should have just been a silly movie.
1: I mean, no, no no. But no, 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 no. no, no, But I mean, like, but I mean, like, um this should have been. You know, what this should have been. This should have been uh, uh Adam West Batman. Yeah, I think you know what, that's what I mean. Kind of how it was sold a little bit. Yeah, that's why I was so excited to see it. And like, I, I imagine that's why Michelle Gondry would have wanted to do it. That because I have been racking my brain as to why
4: Michelle Gondry is directing this movie. Yeah, because. Like it, one of these things is not like the others.
1: Yeah, and like the whole like let's just let it riff like Apatow thing like that is so opposite of like Gondry's like very specific, exacting like French Wes Anderson shit. Give mm-hmm. mean, him like let's do like a uh, kind of knowing like Adam West Batman like that makes a lot of sense to me. Michelle Gondry's yeah. your man. Yeah, absolutely. Which, honestly, I know they're rebooting Batman, and that's how they should reboot it. <laughs> like, that, honestly, come on, give me that. Everything's so fucking sad now. Just give me that. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I was at the point, like, I, again, I like all the Nolan Batman movies, but I was, like, after that, I was like, I am ready to never watch another Batman movie again. Maybe ever. Yeah, and guess what? Fuck you, you're gonna have to. But at the same time, like, I, I'm I'm Mark, and like when I thought Pattinson was an interesting choice, and I really like Matt Reeves, who they hired to direct it. I'm like, oh, I mean, like I'm kind of I I want to see it. Kinda You're bit. gonna see it. Oh, I know I'm gonna see it. I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna be fucking seeing Batman movies till I fucking croak.
4: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: I didn't I didn't see any of the Batman or Superman like the like current era like.
4: That's fine. Yeah I,
1: yeah, I like Ben Affleck well enough, but like I, I'm fine with missing all that. I've got yeah. no interest in like the dark DC universe bullshit. It's too dark. Like I, I if there's one thing I can say to Hollywood, it's like, buddy, we're all already living that. Like, don't I don't need that. I'm just excited to see what American accent
4: Robert Pattinson does. Yeah, that's gonna
1: be fucking wild. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a man who refuses. Uh, it's just gonna be. <laughs> excuse me, it's me, Bruce Wine, and I do declare, I really just don't fucking, th- he's just going to be mixing it up and it's going to be incredible and it's going to make no sense. And I'm so, he's, it's, it's incredible to see a legitimately talented actor who's just acting his ass off to make up for the fact that he was a shiny vampire once upon a time. But like part of that, right? And like, and like doing incredible acting work But for some reason in his insane mind, part of that is that to be a great actor, he cannot have an an accent coach. And so it's just, he delivers these incredible performances
4: and it's just completely, just just takes me right out of it every once in a while because I'm like, what the fuck are you talking like that for? Uh, That was me watching The Lighthouse. I had a good time watching it. (laughs) Jerks off so much of that movie, which I get yeah. Can you imagine that? Just, that movie I, jerks off a lot. Yeah. Imagine having to jerk off to Scrimshaw. Imagine that being your life. All right. So, yeah, I
1: guess in <laughs> like sometimes you just say stuff that just no human could respond to. There is nothing to say. Um, but yeah, yeah, this, this is at a, like a really loose movie that should, that should be a tight movie. It, this movie is what like two hours long. If this had been a tight ninety minutes of Adam West of, of like Neo Westian style, like a superhero that like that would have been perfect. Just some bright colors, some pop. You know what I mean, right? Like you can even have some action. If they fucking had, whenever they hit people, like a pow on the screen, mamma mia. Like 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 this movie should have been. It, it could have been because like those old Adam West. Like that, like Batman things. Like, yeah, they're campy, but like, they, I mean, they fight. I mean, what's it called? You ever see the Adam West Batman? Yeah, I I saw the movie when I was a kid and thought it was hilarious. Um, I, it was like one of those movies that like my dad like recorded on like a VHS and we just watched it over and over and over
4: again. And I'm sorry, but, but, but where the porpoise sacrifices itself, to, to, right?
1: confounded the batteries are dead just the fact that the penguin submarine has flippers <laughs> then, oh my god wait, who's the joker this is killing me uh, uh, Cesar Romero yes yeah Cesar Romero doesn't even shave his mustache <laughs> just paints over it yeah
4: so cool
1: oh and you know uh, Victor Buono played King Tut in the original Batman series yeah <laughs> That's so like I'm so like I remember one time just like I was talking to this girl and she was saying, like, I wish I could have lived in the 60s, right? And I was like, why? And she's just like everything was so cool back then. And I was like, yeah, unless you were like black or a military-aged male, then it kind of sucked. And you know what? I get where she's coming from. Comparatively to the era we have to grow up in, yes. It would have really sucked to, you know, the fact that you and I probably would have had to wake up screaming every night because of the Ted Offensive. But besides that, it uh, would have been a great – actually, no, we would have been in college. We would have been fine. But,
4: yeah, you know, yeah. But, yeah, no.
1: Besides that, um, yeah. Yeah. All right. So. Uh, just I'm fun.
0: Not,
4: I'm not going to recommend this movie. I'm – If you're sick, if you're sick and just need to just need something to fall asleep to, but
1: you're not really ready to go to sleep, but you're like, I might fall asleep in like an hour, put on this movie. It's on Netflix, it's fine. I will say I do think this is there is a sweet spot of movies that I would want to watch when I am either usually when When I'm on a plane, I want something that is, especially when I'm trying to fall asleep on a plane, I want something that is just interesting enough to distract me from the fact that I know I am going to die and that man was not built to fly, Um, but also boring enough that I can still fall asleep. Um, The last time I flew, I picked the post, which worked perfectly. Um, I have not seen the second half of the post because it was just boring enough.
0: Yep.
4: Um,
1: and this movie might work for that. I think the first half is still a little too boring and the second yeah. half is a little too loud. Yeah. So for that extremely specific circumstance, maybe. But there are just so many movies in the world that, that fit this role. Sure. And also just to watch at any time. That I don't know why you would ever put this anywhere even near the top of your list. I don't know why this would ever be... Of all the movies I could possibly choose, this is the one I'm going to. I don't know why you would ever do that. If you put a gun to my head and said, Matt, is this a recommend or not recommend? And you said, and you... And, and I don't know how you knew. You could, like, see into my soul. And you're like, would you watch this movie again? On your own? By
4: yourself? Motherfucker.
1: Well, right? we all know you're insane.
4: But no, no. Here's the truth. I would say no. I would say don't watch this movie. That's the truth. That's the truth. Well, I like to, I, but, 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 but. I would watch clips of this on YouTube. But yeah, I mean, there there are a couple moments here and there. Yeah, like we said. That's what I watch. I would watch, I would watch the like uh, movieclips.com,
1: like the like, you know, one out of 11, two out of 11, you know, like that on YouTube.
4: Yeah. I would watch all of that. Not watching the whole movie. Either. That's what I would do. That's my insanity. I'm not certifiable. I'm just annoying.
1: Yeah. <sighs> All right. So we're moving on to what I've been watching.
4: Yeah. I'm gonna take a nap.
1: <laughs> so it's it's only two movies. Oh um, wow! What? Are I mean, you okay? Yeah, i f- again. Like I know you've been like it's been insane the past couple of weeks because I was so sick yeah just had so much time to just watch movies but like again usually it's like two movies and maybe a tv show um but like so speaking of what we were just talking about like again i've 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 been continuing with my christopher nolan rewatch i watched the dark knight which again it like holds up good movie i mean super sweaty in places like it is really desperate to like tell you here are what the themes of this movie are here's the batman is important because of politics and meaning and symbols
4: and occupy is bad oh no that's the next one
1: next one um yeah. but uh but like again like is like a very effective movie and like the two things like so the, the it's been discussed a whole lot we don't need to get into it like i don't want to spend a whole lot of time on this movie just the two points i want to make real quick that i think are just Things people, like, not people generally, but specifically, like, fucking Zack Snyder and the DC Universe people failed to take from this movie. One, the Joker, Heath Ledger's, is so funny. That is the thing that I had, like, forgotten. Like, he's legitimately hilarious. He's not just fucking
4: twisted. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's
1: actually really funny. He is scary, but he's also really funny.
4: Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. like there's just there's this moment where you know where he's like in the holding cell and he's taunting this cop to try and like get him to beat him up um he's he's asking him like how many of your friends did I kill and the cop's like i'm not going to engage with you but it was 6 and Heath Ledger just does this moment of acting where he just mouths six with those like his eyebrows raised like ooh that's yeah. a that is just so fucking funny.
4: Yeah. It is scary. <laughs> uh, like
1: that, like, even this, apparently the scene where like, where, like, where, like, he's supposed to blow up the hospital, and then he yeah. like, that, that
4: was apparently just improv.
1: Yeah, because, so they were actually blowing up a hospital. Um, yeah. There was some decommissioned hospital that, like, was going to be demolished anyway, and they're just like, hey, do you mind if we do that for you? Yeah. So obviously they had one take. Um, and they just they had to get that one take right because they can only blow up the hospital once, and like Ledger's dad was on set too, so he just wanted to like impress him and just the cameras were rolling. Just like the like the explosives didn't go off right, so he's just actually freaking out, hitting the button, being like, "Come on, what's happening?" And they yeah, just did that take. Yeah.
4: It's 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 I mean.
1: Do you think that role broke him? Do you think that's what led to it? Okay, This, this is the kind of thing that I don't want to talk about. Um, yeah. But who knows? I don't, I don't know. Never met the man. It's yeah, me neither. You know, yeah. I know a lot of people speculate on it, and it's just yep. like... Really, it's been speculated on a lot, which is why I want to move on. Yeah. But you what know, but, but I'll say about it, the one thing I'll say about it is that... Like, no, hold on. Hold on. Give me some fucking credit, man. What's it called? One thing I'll say about it is that, like... I mean, like, like it is just like such a good role like i mean i mean i mean i mean the man is i mean i mean it's 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 one of those things where like i watch it and i'm just like i could watch it again and again and again it's 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 cuz you're right cuz he is funny he's not fucking epic and twisted i mean he is to a degree but like he's i mean he plays the jo- the joker is supposed to be a little funny yeah, you know what I mean, like that's part of the re- that's one of the problems I had because I actually kind of liked the Joker movie. But one of the problems I have with it is that like too pathetic, not funny enough. You know what I mean? The Joker is supposed to be like a little funny. The Joker is actually supposed to be like yeah, like a failed comedian, but like he's a little funny. You know what I mean? I think again, one of the things this movie does well is he's not supposed to be anything. There's no backstory like. Everything we know about his past is a fucking lie. Like, well, yeah, well, well, but that's also kind of reflecting because everything you know about, because like there are multiple origin stories for the Joker as well. Right. Yeah, you know what I mean, right? Like, I mean, because I mean, that's just comic books. They just retcon and and it's just yeah. all like, but like, but yeah, I mean, but that's basically what we get here. What's it called? And you know, and I, I, I don't know. I mean, it's just a very cool movie. Yeah. And I mean, I think that like, again, like the, like the Snyder Batman like the way that they prove doesn't, it doesn't get it yeah like the way i mean the way that they prove to you that like this is serious is to have like batman like torture people which is yeah. I mean, the dark knight kind of walks up to that line but like it's it's much more like kind of <laughs> violence porny in the snyder thing we're like we're gonna prove we're serious by being again just like fucking twisted but even batman is like fucking twisted yeah. In, in this movie, it's like, we're going to take it serious by, like, convince you to take it seriously by just taking it seriously ourselves. Like, we're just, yeah. we're going to make, like, a straight-ahead thriller. Like, again, like, it's the movie it feels the most like is, like, heat. Yeah, yeah, that's, exa- that's exactly what it feels like, yeah. It just yeah. happens to star people who, like, wear, like, bondage clothes out in public for some reason. Yeah, exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I mean that's the thing, is that are, what the dark man, I think, really hits on is that, like, Batman is a freak. You know what I mean? Joker calls him that, but Joker's like, "You're a freak too. You're in a fucking... What are you talking about? I'm the weird one. You're also in a
4: costume." Yeah. You know what I mean? And versus that one's just like,
2: he's just really pissed.
4: Yeah. Like what? No. But
1: anyway, that's enough about the Dark Knight. The other one, yet another Nolan, and the one that really like, the the this movie fucking rules. Um, I'd forgotten how much this movie rules, but the Prestige.
4: Oh yeah you ever see that i yeah i
1: that's the one with um uh wolverine right yeah it's it's jackman and bale as like dueling magicians in like yeah london which yeah. sounds like such a hokey setup but it is, it is like such a good like psychological thriller about like these two just fucking wacko obsessives like ruining themselves and each other's lives just to like prove who the best is which it's a little bit us, but like, they're actually like good at their jobs. It's just like this perfect dynamic. Like it, like I think a lot of Nolan's movies are like kind of basically just about like filmmaking. Um, But it's, it's, this really, it's this kind of meta thing where like Jackman is like a, he's like a, like a Spielberg type. He's like a real, like, he's a showman He's a populist, you know, but he's, um, you know really really into making people smile you know he just he wants the audience to approve of his work and then Bale is this like pure obs- like again I mean they're both obsessive but he's like just this like he wants to impress himself and like no one yeah. and like yeah. the whole movie is kicked off by the fact that like Bale does this trick that is like the best trick Jackman has ever seen and he's driven insane by jealousy even and it makes like he's even madder because Bale is like such a shitty showman no one even realizes he's done the best magic trick ever done because he yeah. doesn't know how to dress it up yeah whole movie is about jackman trying to like outdo this trick that like Bale like no one is even really that impressed by but jackman is the one person who can recognize what an incredible trick it is yeah is this the one not to give away the ending is this the one that has something to do with tesla it does have something to do with tesla and the the movie itself has two great twists in it and like the best thing is like they keep telling you like you didn't like it i i was just like That's just the just take that on the road like you don't even have to do what you did just do that that's that's incredible enough as it is what are you doing what do you mean you're magic you stop being a magic show and you be a that show but but that's the thing like it it's a movie about an obsessive like I mean like again half of Nolan's movies about these about like obsessive freaks like the fucking Batman it's like you don't need to do all that like you're You're a billionaire and your way to like (laughs) the (laughs) city is to dress up like a bat and punch mentally ill people. Just just like in fucking infrastructure. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Just give the schools a billion dollars. Like you'll be like, that would do so much. Just wipe out the student lunch debt. Like that would do so much more. But it's like, no, Jackman, he he could just do that thing or, but he has to prove that he's the better magician than Bale just because if he because if he he does the thing he's not a magician anymore right yeah and like oh my god the movie like uh, just one last thing i want to highlight the movie has these like two great twists and like the best thing is like at least with one of them the movie keeps telling you this is the twist this is the twist no this is the twist but like the, like somehow, like does this magic trick? Where you keep being like, "Nah, that can't be it," because Jackman is so convinced, like that can't be how he does the trick. That can't be it. It's got to be more complicated than that. And you fall for it. Like it's such a great twist because it, it just it fucking tells you what the twist yeah. is. You still don't believe it, and it, yeah, that, it yeah. makes perfect sense. You're not even mad. You're just like, "Oh, God, I'm an idiot." Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah of course that's what it is. Yeah, yeah. And then Michael and Sir Michael Caine is also in this. Yeah, so, yeah.
4: Just. I mean, another one of those actors that's just like every time I see him, I'm happy to see
1: him. Yeah,
4: and Michael Caine.
1: Michael Caine or Michael Caine. Fucking double! No, that was yeah.
4: oh my god! I
1: I can I, literally the only thing I can do a Michael Caine impression of is to just say Michael Kane. But I think <laughs> anything other than Michael Caine, I it I lose it. Right. You ever hear the um, who's the Pink Panther guy? Peter Sellers. Uh, yeah, you ever hear the Peter Sellers impression of Michael Caine? No. You should, honestly, honestly, I know I tell you to splice stuff in a lot. It's like 30 seconds. If you splice it in, or if you, I'll send it to you. It's really good, and apparently Michael Caine hated it.
2: It takes a man in a tweed suit five and a half seconds to fall from the top of Big Ben to the ground. Now, there's not many people know that.
1: He's like, he's like, I sound like an idiot. There are a lot of great Michael Caine impressions in the world. There's a whole scene in the movie The Trip uh, which is just uh, another like just it's like a British version of like the like the Seth Rogan, like, let's just let some like some comedy actors just vamp for like it's like an hour and a half of just uh, Steve Coogan and Rob Bryden doing improv at each other. And there's yeah. There's like, a whole scene where they just show off their Michael Kane impressions to one another while like drinking wine. Um, <laughs> what of my, what of my favorite, sorry, real good one of my favorite Steve Coogan ones? Did you ever see the uh, the one of the Alan Parsons project? Where he just, where he just is the Irish guy on, and then the Irish guy just starts singing IRA songs. <laughs> <laughs> it's really funny. Just as to see where where they actually sing some like um, what do you call like a sad Irish song? There's like a word for it. What is it? Like a, like a dirge. That's not. Yeah. 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 You know what I mean, right? When they have like the little like the hand drum and everything, right? Yeah. And he starts doing it, right? And he's like, and right they're kind of like, oh my god, like. Come on, like okay, thank you. and Then the guy just starts singing, "Come out, be black and
4: tans," <laughs> <laughs> on like Sky One. <laughs> it's, it's, and then the men behind the wire—it's so great. Huh. God, He's I good. love Steve hey, Cooper. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. What's it? Called? I think he
1: might be a plastic patty, but I'm not sure. What's it called? But uh, what's it called? That's a word. I, that's a phrase I know. Congratulations. You know what that is? what have you been watching what's it called so today so today i went to hot topic and bought uh and bought five whole wardrobes and watched uh the nightmare before christmas i'm kidding i didn't yeah. go to hot topic but remember that remember that? that was the thing when 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 nightmare before christmas was a personality what a funny time yeah it's a good movie it's a fine movie it's it's a it's a weird movie in terms of like the animation like it's one of those things where just like you know, technology and everything has just advanced to such a point where, like, it's still interesting. I like it. Don't get me wrong. But it's like, oh, man. Like, it's real stop and starty, Which, like, I only realize now in retrospect. You know what I mean? But, like, it's still... It, it, great movie. Love it. Uh, what's it called? Kids... The kids fucking loved it. The the, the, the part where they're, devi- where they're delivering all like the Halloween. Stop futzing with your laptop. Stop futzing with your laptop. You're futzing with my laptop. The the scene where they deliver the Halloween toys that is torturing all the kids. My oldest was fucking having a heart attack. <laughs> just doubled over in laughter. Just laughing so hard. Watching kids get terrorized by bats. And I was just you, like. Okay, you've raised ah. a couple more yous Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Just, I was like, okay, that's a good Yeah, I was like worried that they were going to like be afraid of it because of like Boogie Boogie Man, but they were just like, this is great. This is the best movie I've ever seen. I was like, perfect.
4: <laughs> did it.
1: Um, I watched that. What the fuck else did
4: I watch? I actually did watch something else. I watched, um oh, Rescuers Down Under. What's called? Did you ever see Rescuers Down Under? As a child. Yeah, I,
1: it's funny. I don't think I've seen the original Rescuers And I didn't want to show the children the original Rescuers because I know that there's, like, famously a scene where a woman shows her pussy uh, that some
4: disgruntled animator put in there. Okay. Yeah. 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 I don't – I mean, what a psycho thing to do. I mean,
1: I get it. You're having to draw the same shit over and over again. But, like, it's a kid's movie, man.
4: Come on. You know what I mean? I'm (laughs) guessing Disney probably would know to take that out at this point. But who knows? Um, what's it called? But, so, yeah, no, no, so
1: we watched Rescuers Down Under, uh, which is fine. That Golden Eagle would not have caught that kid. That kid would have died, but, what's it called? Also, but the only thing that's insane about Rescuers Down Under is that, uh, it's supposed to take place in the Australian Outback, and there are just a ton of American characters. So I was like, you couldn't find, like, like, they have George C. Scott playing the bad guy, and I was like, you couldn't find an Australian guy? There's, like, two Australians in the cast the movie that's supposed to take place in Australia. Not even like the little boy
4: who lives in the outback. He's just American. I was like, you're going to find a little Australian boy. Like, come on. Insane to me. All the, like two of the animals are Australian. I just don't get, why not have them be Australian? Don't get
1: it. Uh, what's it called? Um, did I tell you about Romper Stomper? Oh, I watched Romper Stomper. We talked about Romper Stomper last time.
4: Yeah, you might get assigned Romper Stomper. Okay. That's a That's I know a- you're forgetting one. Which one? We watched a movie together that I left for you because I
1: assumed you weren't going to have anything this week, but oh, old Matt just can't keep talking about all the movies he's watched. He watches so many movies every week.
3: <laughs>
1: you should get some fucking help, man. Are you okay? Are you, you doing okay, Matt? <laughs> you know what you should have done? You should have gotten on your phone. While I was, but you know what's hilarious? Oh, all right, I'm gonna take out my phone. You know what's funny phone. though? No, I'm gonna tell the listener right now. While I was saying what movies I watched, I looked at the text messages I've gotten on my phone.
4: While <laughs> I was, I was bored myself. Uh, Rob and I watched Memento together, yeah. and and I don't understand why Trinity wasn't in more stuff. She's fantastic in that. It's a great movie.
1: I feel like that's one of those things where if you get like you can kind of be cursed by getting such an iconic role.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, honestly, almost kind of
1: too, because, like, Momento was a big movie too. It was not The Matrix. I mean, it was, it, not, the, it was not The Matrix. It, We're talking it, a franchise versus a well-regarded movie, okay? Fine. It, was so, like, yeah. it was a cult movie that, like, did pretty well for, like, a low-budget thriller. See, that's the thing. I don't know. I, I have no context for any movies around that time because I just know them from when my parents would go out on dates <laughs> and come back and talk about them. So, so, like, that's why, like, I'm, like, punch drunk love, bad movie. Uh, memento. Incorrect. Very incorrect. <laughs> it wasn't
4: even funny. Mm.
1: Oh, man. Yeah, no, yeah. But Memento, I mean, Memento, I'm sorry. Listen, we're talking Guy Pierce. We're talking, we're talking uh, Trinity. Don't remember her name. We're talking... Carianne Moss. What? The, the fact that you keep... Carrie Ann Moss. But the fact that you can only call her Trinity, I think, is maybe why she didn't get cast in a whole lot of other stuff. Which is insane, because she's, like, really hot and can act. I'm sorry, like... I also, I don't know that, like, being Trinity was necessarily, like, a huge, like, showcase for her acting talents. Because it's, like, yeah. a pretty blank role.
4: She's, she's, she's the stand-in for the audience's girlfriend. Ooh. That's, uh, I mean... I feel like the fact that that's how, that, that's what you
1: see it as is pretty revealing. <laughs> yeah, I, I feel like I should be insulted, but I don't understand what you're talking about well enough. So, so, so you've won this round, Rob. Uh, what's it called? Yeah, no, what? Yeah, no, wait, I've only
4: ever dated or been married to brunette women. I don't know. That kind of like, I don't know. I, see, this is, see, this is why I wish I was Irish. So I'd be impervious to your psychoanalysis. And here I am spilling my beans to the world. Okay, so I, there is a legitimate. Joey Pants!
1: Yes, Joey Pants. Oh my god, I just realized it's Trinity and Joey Pants. Yes, I think you literally had that realization while we were watching the movie, but I guess then forgot it. No, I just kept shouting Joey Pants. Yeah, it, he's great in the movie. Joey I mean, he's always good. He's also a guy who's always playing Joey Pants, but yeah, exactly. I love Joey Pants. Yeah. But that's really all a character actor is. It's just a person playing themselves. That's incorrect. I think completely correct. I don't know what you're talking about. Dennis Farina. Dennis Farina in Snatch and Dennis Farina in every movie where he plays a cop. Exact same. So that's an example of a person who does that. But that character actor means that they primarily play.
4: They're not a movie star, you know, they play- No, 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 what do they primarily play? Are you going to say characters? Because that's just an actor, Rob. I know you're not in the business like me, but I mean- No, it,
1: it, is, it is actually, so it is actually a little different because, you know, like a movie star tends to play someone who is like, there's a, there's a little bit of, usually at least a tiny bit of anonymity to them you know, they someone that the audience can like project themselves onto. They can be an audience surrogate. Neo. Yeah. I mean, not exclusively, like there is often a lot of personality there. Like Tom Cruise always plays a Tom Cruise type.
3: Yeah. 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 It's, it's
1: someone that the audience can look at and be like, I want to be that guy. You know, yeah. character actors tend to be a little bit more specific, you know, and that doesn't mean they always play the same person. Like, Daniel D. Lewis is kind of a character actor. Typically, when you say character actor, it tends to refer to supporting characters, so usually not leads. But, like, they can be chameleons, you know, They or they can play a specific type all the time. It can kind of go either way. You know you, you, you know what I think I'm kind of confused on this by? Is Where's that, you, you know how, like, the blank face theory or whatever it's called? The, like, one where, like, you know, right, where, like... Um, yeah, I mean like what you were talking about, right? Like 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 the audience projecting themselves onto a character, Neo in the Matrix. Um, you know,
4: I mean basically the main character, right? That's like supposed to be kind of part of it. Right? Right? There's, you know, how you relate to Yeah. Um uh, I usually get that with character actors.
1: Okay. Yeah. When I watch when I watch the Matrix, I'm like I'm Joey Pants. Because I'd be like, Yeah, whatever, yeah, what yeah, this sucks. Are you kidding me? I'm in a spaceship with a guy named Tank. Who gives a shit?
4: This sucks. I don't want to do this. You're telling me I can just have a life? Not in a spaceship with a guy named Tank? But yeah, he's he's good in Memento. Memento's good. It's a good movie. My favorite scene of Memento,
1: and I and I missed it the first time, but I saw it this time, was um after they uh, killed the guy and then just Joey Pants. There's just a scene where he's talking to him, he's telling him just like, you know, basically just like, yeah, your whole life's a lie, you know what I mean, right? Like, I don't think that gives away anything too bad, right? There's is a scene where Joey Pants is just taking the dead guy's boots and just sizing them up to his own shoe. <laughs> I miss that. <laughs> I, I missed that too, the, 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 the first time I saw this, I saw that this time and I was like, oh, that's such a good little like, touch to it. That's something that someone would do in like a like an Antarctic survival movie or like a war movie. Yeah. Like we, not like, like you're going to take evidence because it might fit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. 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 When you just said there's $200,000 in the car, but that's, I, that's another Nolan movie just about a weird obsessive destroying their life. Yeah. Yeah. And it is like it is like genuinely like an emotionally affecting movie, like not that like not that like I I wouldn't like cry at Memento. That's not what I mean. But you do feel like genuine like at least I felt like genuinely kind of deadened by the experience by the end in yeah. a way like in a way that was I f- I think intentional and like you know um, yeah like meaningful um, yeah like I I generally don't think of Nolan as like an emotional filmmaker like I think that that's kind of like I think he probably thinks of himself as an intellectual filmmaker. I don't really think he is like, again, like,
4: Oh no, not at
1: all. Not at all. One of the worst parts of the dark Knight are where they're explaining to you what this all means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But like, he's also like, in terms of like cultural stature, he's probably the closest thing that we have to like a Spielberg now, just in terms of like, making, like, these big-budget populist movies and, like, kind of can do whatever he wants. Yeah. Like, also doesn't have that, like, Spielbergian ability to really play on your emotions. Yeah. Um. Except when he, again, like, I found the prestige kind of, like, weirdly emotional, too. Just, again, in that kind of, like, deadening, like, oh, man, you're just really fucked, aren't you? Like, almost, like, nihilistic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 and that's the thing. That's what this movie, you think it's, like, it's, it's it's a character arc that ends in a fart but like a purposefully a purposeful fart that is well timed like 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 a, an intentional and antagonistic fart you know what i mean realizing this guy is in a cage yes he's yes. Crap. he's always in cage, but in a cage that he made that, that 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 this is. I mean, it was like because I, I, that was my re That was like because I kind of forgot how Memento ended, and I'm not gonna try. I'm gonna really trying not to give away. But like, Matt, Matt, I think you mean how Memento begins. And ooh, that's the other thing too. That's such a cool. Like that is the coolest way.
4: And the and and, and just like what a great
1: fucking movie. Yeah. Wow.
4: What a great, and just, like, that
1: that goes backwards, like, could so easily be just some stupid gimmick, but it really feels like, like, it feels, like, motivated and necessary. Like, it leaves as disoriented as the character. Yeah, I, 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 like, I was, like, imagining, I was, like, imagining, and I'm sure someone's done this, where they've taken Memento and pieced it together so that it's, because I was thinking about how they must have filmed this, and they must have filmed it just straightforward, and then just through editing done that, that's you, my theory you almost you you almost never film a movie in order you you film by location
4: oh yeah okay fair enough yeah okay but okay asshole We're no all, the,
1: all the hotel room scenes this day all the bar scenes this day you know every once in a while they will there will be movies that are filmed chronologically but it's like a departure it's like a it's kind of a flex when you get to do that
4: that's how i'm gonna film my movies but <laughs> anyway what's it called? yeah Well, I mean, how you're going to, well, you're going to be the director. I'm just a humble screenwriter.
0: Mm.
1: Okay. You know how to do all this shit. I don't know. Matt, can you write? Yeah. I know (laughs) how people talk. Literally. Are you? No, no, no. Are you literate? I've never seen you write anything. I just see you screen your texts via voice to text on your phone. put him Ari for that time that he was yelling into his crotch, but really, I mean, there's a reason why Ari and I get along the way we do. Yeah, there's some there's some overlap there. Just an overlap in everything but height. Uh, but what's it good Love Ari. But uh,
4: what's it good No, but um, but yeah, no, like it was. I mean, you're a John G. God, just like, oh my God, just. It, I mean, I mean, I mean, honestly, like,
1: like, like we watched it and I was like, that's, a, that's one of my top 10s. I'm sorry. It's one of my top 10s. And then we also talk about how funny it would be, like, someone's definitely, like, just imagining some idiot fucking getting all the memento tattoos because he thinks it looks cool. You know what I mean? Yeah. Getting John G. raped and murdered my wife backwards
4: on your fucking chest. Like that, like, I, I know someone's done that. I can't prove it, but I know it's happened.
1: Wouldn't wouldn't be surprised. But
4: Joey Pants. I can watch Joey Pants in fucking anything.
1: Alright, so is is that is that it?
4: Yeah, that's it. What are we
1: watching? I forgot. <laughs> okay.
4: Me? So
1: Matt and I had a lengthy conversation about this. Apparently he has forgotten. But we thought like two weeks ago. Yeah, it wasn't that long ago. Um It's 14 days. But we thought I I, I I have enjoyed doing our like occasional theme month. Oh, come on! Uh, I wasn't sure if it would pick up. Yeah, it picked up. <laughs> it sounds a little weird. You, you can't do anything. It was a little weirdly high pitched. Like, but not a little weirdly high pitched. Weird. I don't know if it'll read like entirely over like pure audio. It was a lot of it was that I could see you, you scrunching your face up to t- take the part. But anyway, to get back to what I was saying, you cannot help yourself with interrupting people, even when you're not actually talking. But, um, see, I actually just farted, but I did it silently and without drawing attention to it, except now. Yeah, well, how much corn chowder did you eat? All the time. I'm Irish, man. I just, I, oh, yeah, that's I, true. Have, I have a chowder IV. I forgot? I forgot. I forgot. I'm going to lie down. It's such a specifically Irish thing, chowder. Um, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Chowder and bread, the two things Irish people love um unlike unlike native americans who just wasn't he didn't even get the joke out um but, <laughs> it's too funny uh, okay but anyway so we have we have enjoyed doing like theme months every once in a while we thought for for december we might do something a little different um you know we, we kind of came up with this after we were talking about our like uh Where we did that weird one-off episode where we just talked about like high-grossing movies, but it might be sort of interesting to look back at like mainstream Hollywood, like blockbuster filmmaking over the last like decade or so, just to sort of just take a look at like where we we are at in terms of the industry and the. uh, I sound like such an asshole, but it'll be an interesting thing to take a look at.
4: Um, We're such an asshole, folks. Let me tell you. Let me tell you how this conversation went. Discovery just went, Rob going, what do you think about this movie? Me going like, all right, cool. What do you think about this movie? And Rob being like, no, not that movie. Over and over again, shooting me down like a
1: dog in the streets. No, you picked a couple of them. I did. I'm just being an asshole. Yeah, sorry. Go ahead. But anyway, we, we, we thought, you know, uh, an interesting way to go at it would be to pick sort of like pair two movies that were sort of doing a similar thing and do one, rather than each of us picking one and assigning it to the other. Too make, hard. Yeah, but the, to pick one that sort of, that, that hit and worked, and one that didn't. Yeah. Um, so for the, the first week, what we're gonna be doing is we're, we're actually gonna be taking a look at two films from the latter part of the first decade of the century, movies from the 2000s. So I think they're, it's an 08 and 09. But they're they're both sort of movies that are you know big like were notable 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 for being some of the first movies that were almost all CGI um, that are almost
4: animated movies. Um, That's right, kids. We're doing Ants and and The Bugs Life.
1: I just okay, all right. Um... But are interesting sort of in how they pointed the way forward into uh, into the 2010s. Matt um, is still laughing at his own joke. Um, but uh, so we're we're going to be doing Avatar um, and uh, the Wachowskis' Speed Racer, which is their follow up to The Matrix. The Wachowski.
4: Yeah. What do you think it is? Wachowski. I think it's Wachowski. Who, who cares? They're Polish. Okay. All right. But yeah.
1: Avatar and Speed Racer. Um Avatar what? and Speed Racer. Uh a movie, one of those both of us have seen. One of those. You've seen Avatar, right? Yeah, I've seen Avatar. Yeah, you never know. You never know. Every once in a while you encounter someone who's just like, no, I never saw it. And it's like, I literally don't know how. I just rewatched it and I have thoughts. Um Were you, what's it called? You didn't what's it called? Are we gonna watch Speed Racer together? I am going to have trouble watching movies with you regularly, Matt. I love you, but you and I have a very different way of watching movies and a different tolerance for just kind of spilling thoughts the whole
4: time. You need to just give me popcorn, then I don't talk.
1: What do you mean give you? Get your own fucking popcorn, Matt. So
4: no, I have popcorn, just remind me to make it.
1: Okay. We'll, we'll see. I might, I might, I love you, but I might need a break for a little bit. Like during Memento, it was just, you were just, you had a fucking commentary track going the whole time that had absolutely nothing to do with anything on screen.
4: You know, it's funny. I, you know that that happens regardless of whether or not someone's in the room, right? I do.
1: I do. I kept shouting during uh, whatever happened to Baby Jane. I kept shouting, but what
4: happened to Baby Jane? And laughing to myself. And then I almost fell asleep at one point. Okay.
1: Well, join us next time for such trenchant insights as those.
4: Yep. Whatever did happen to Baby Jane? Uh, we're going to watch uh, Avatar and The Last Airbender. Uh, what is it called, folks? That's that's it. There's nothing after the folks. It's just folks.
1: Yep. <laughs> All right, Avatar and Speed Racer. Which the last airbender. Is, stop saying that. You, Speed Racer. Have you ever seen Speed Racer? I have not seen Speed Racer, but I've heard. Oh no! Yeah, no. Fucking wild. So it's like one of those ones that was
4: like uh, real. Uh, it's like Mystery Men, but not good how so a lot of uh, asian themes in it Ex- excuse me i thought cuz in like mystery men there's a lot of signs
1: in like uh, i believe what is chinese and i thought that i saw that in the previews of that and that and there's a lot of cgi in mystery men i i needed to make you defend this but i really regret doing that i don't know i don't know why it's just they're linked in my head matt i know that a lot of times things get linked in your head for no other reason than like
4: just i don't i don't like i don't even not there's not much to link so we got to form connections somewhere Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. so i'm such a good investigator i can see patterns where others (laughs) can't that's right that's why i'm sherlock have you built
1: a Pepe-Silvia board yet? Because I feel like that's where this is heading. In really. my life or currently? At, at your job. Because I feel like empowering you to investigate is going to end weirdly.
4: I'm so good at it. All right. Uh, no, not yet at my job, uh, but in my head, yes. Not Not a physical one, but in my head, do I think about the men all the time? I think about what are they doing right now. I think I, 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 I've just been singing one of their aliases over and over again to myself because I think it's funny. It's a whole thing. All right. Well. I yeah. sang it in front of you and you didn't know what it was because why would you? Yeah,
1: I, I do as, uh, as much zo- uh, zoning out around you as possible. But
4: exactly. exactly.
1: Anyway, join us next time for Avatar and Speed Racer.
2: The Last Airbender. I've not heard your Michael Caine, but I assume it would be something along the lines of, my name's Michael Caine. That is where you are so wrong. And you can look at my live video for proof, because that's that's the very thing I don't do. I say that he used to talk like that. Do you Michael Caine? Okay. I say, Michael Caine used to talk like this in the 1960s, right? But that has changed. And I say that over the years, Michael's voice has cut down several octaves. Let me finish. And all of the cigars and the brandy. don't let me finish can now be heard. OK. I've a... not fucking finished in the back of the voice and the voice now. Okay. Will, I've still not finished the voice. Is panicking? I've... Yeah, you know, because I'm you look stop. like you're about to bloody talk. Let me finish. Right, so... Michael Caine's voice now, in the Batman movies, and in Harry Brown. I can't go fast because Michael Caine talks very, very slowly. Well, this is how Michael Caine speaks. Michael Caine speaks to his nose like that. He gets very, very specific. It's very like that. When he gets loudly, it gets very loud indeed. It gets very specific. It's not quite nasal enough, the way you're doing it, all right? You're not doing it the way he speaks. You're not doing it with the kind of... And you don't do the broken voice, but it gets very emotional. But well, it gets very emotional indeed. She was only 16 years old. She was only 16... You're only supposed to blow the bloody doors off! That's my complaint
4: for Dr. Pepper.